Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. I'm scared to close my eyes. I'm scared to open them. It's the 1980s with the Literary License Podcast retrospective of 80s horror films with your co-hosts Joe Redazzo, Vicky Ray, John Wilson, and Keith Shago, keeping everything tubular and rad. You're not even going to swat that fly. I hope they are watching. They'll see. They'll see and they'll know. They'll say. She wouldn't even I'm your number one fan. Hello, welcome to Literature Podcast. This is the 80s. We'll be discussing two horror films from the 80s, which will be Society from 1989 and Parents from 1989. And before we get started, let's find out who's with us. We got John Wilson with us. Hello, John. Hello, folks. Joe Rodazzo. Hey, everyone. And Vicky Ray. Hello. And I'm your host, Keith Shago. Before we get started, let's find out what we've been up to. Starting with you, John. What have you been up to since last time we've seen you? Because it's been a couple months. <laughs> I yeah. had COVID. I've been on a whirlwind <laughs> tour giving it to everyone. No, just kidding. I did have COVID, but then uh, I went uh, afterwards to go see family when I was better in California. And then I just got back from steamy Florida and, and you know, going on adventures there and Finishing watching a lot of shows, watch Stranger Things, caught up there yeah. and finished, uh, you know. Did you like the end? I did. I don't want to talk about it. We're not going to talk about it, but it was great. I liked it. I can't wait for next season. Um, and just been, you know, trying to get back into the swing of things, working like a madman, of course, right. trying to make the money. Of course. <laughs> uh, but all that, otherwise, all is good. All is good. That's a good thing. And speaking of COVID, how have you been, Joe? <laughs> hey, y'all well, thought it was funny. Sorry, we're all laughing. It. It's not that funny. No. Well, well Saturday, Saturday, night, Saturday night, my roommate tested positive for COVID, and I had just sat with him in a movie theater for three hours the day before, oh, so I knew it was coming. Oh. I kept testing negative, kept testing negative, then Sunday night, all the symptoms hit me like a yeah, ton of work. That's how it does it. Yeah. <clears throat> It's like a railroad just keeps going once you get yeah. one, then it's the next symptom, the next, and the next. Yeah, symptom. and they all came within minutes of each yeah. other. It was wild. And then, uh, it is a wild blue. Uh, Sunday, Monday, basically, well, Sunday night into Monday morning, I felt like, felt like absolute garbage. Started feeling a little better on Tuesday, and it's now it's just a cough and a little bit of hearing issue, a few hearing issues from my left ear. 
besides that, I seem to be fine. I don't feel sick anymore. Like I, I feel mostly healthy. Um, You're looking pretty so. spry. <laughs> yeah, for somebody, <clears throat> somebody who literally just rolled out of bed uh, to do this. But yeah, um, I'm just getting lots of rest because that's what I was told basically to do. Just rest up as much that's as possible. That's really the only way to get over is sleep that shit off. Rest and and fluids, lots of fluids. Yeah. Yeah, vitamin D. So I've been drinking a lot of orange, a lot of vitamin D fortified orange juice, and a lot of a lot more uh, milk than I usually drink. Just zinc, to, zinc. to get everything. Up. Zinc and vitamin D are the two things that like everyone's like, yeah, you use that. And I don't know. I'm feeling pretty decent. I, occasionally, I have a little bit of a coughing fit. Uh, my throat stopped hurting, so I seem I seem to be okay. Just waiting to test positive again, uh, negative again, rather. <laughs> I've been testing positive all week. I'm tired of the positive tests. I know. It's like I was saying when I when I had it, I was like, think negative. Like, what am I think negative? Like testing negative, not positive. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it like five days now? Isn't that the how long you get to stay home? Is five days the limit now? I do between five and ten, ten to be safe, just because I uh, mean, as far as work's concerned with everybody, isn't it like five in days this, now? In this in this country, you're only allowed five days off now. Um, I need a negative COVID test to go back to work. Right. So. That's what they do. Well, my daughter works with food and alcohol and stuff. So she's got to have, you know. Yeah. Cause we're dealing, we're, we're, uh, we're dealing with the public like all day. Yeah, so. that's true. You're serving food and stuff. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't want you popping all over me. <laughs> well, here it's kind of, here it's kind of weird because if you're working in a regular industry, you can have up to two weeks. If you work in medical, you only get five days. Which basically means if you're weird? still positive, you get to deal with all the autoimmune patients. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh my God, that's I terrible. <laughs> I don't know. But that's the NHS for you. Yeah. And what about yourself, Vix? What have you been up to? Nothing. I got my little buddy here. We're in Watertown. We're in the big upstate, northern, north country, New York, Great White North, whatever you want to call it. Nurse at a sunburn, went to Westgate, went to the big Lake Ontario, and then we went. Oh, I braved, I braved the fair yesterday for the kids. Let <laughs> me tell you, things have gotten very colorful in our absence. Oh, is it the it was the Watertown Fair? The Jefferson County Fair, yeah. Jefferson County Fair, that's right. Yeah, it's not like it What's used to be. What's that like? You do, you know. I've got a child here, but he saw it. And I had to explain a lot of stuff to him yesterday. <laughs> You know what Watertown's like, you know, but think of people coming in that don't even look like they belong here. Let's just put it this way. If I wanted some crack or anything else, I could have had it yesterday. Yeah, the whole pharmacy there, right? I could have. I'm telling you. What has happened to our hometown? It's it's not like it used to be. Speaking of drugs, have you seen my sister? (laughs) (laughs) I have not. I drove by her house and I saw that they had the grill out. And okay. that was all. I, I was, was going to toot the horn, stop and talk to him, but it didn't look like nobody was there. So maybe I'll catch her on my way in and out. I'm here another okay. week. So, yeah, it's but, uh, we haven't done much. Say. Not too many TV, not too much TV. Like I said, not since last week, Stranger Things, Netflix kind of stuff. I haven't had a chance since I got here to really watch anything. I had to finish watching the end of Parents today because I fell asleep last night. I hadn't seen it in a long time. So I had to refresh my memory, but. Other than that, just hanging out with mom and dad. Um, dad turned 90 this week. Aww. He has both great grandkids because my niece and my and her her daughter's here from Canada. They're leaving tomorrow. 
So it's it's been nice to get them all together. That I, I, I didn't think my parents would ever have great grandchildren, but he they had them both here for a week. So it's been a pretty good, nice family visit thus far. Oh, happy birthday, Peepaw. Happy belated. Peepaw's downstairs. <laughs> but I'll tell him. What about you, Keith? Um, well, I started, I finished, I watched and finished The Baby, which is an HBO series. I still haven't excellent. seen that. Is it Very good? good? Yeah, excellent. It looks kind of really weird. So I go, oh, well, I watch weird stuff anyway, but I, do I want to delegate my time to this strange? So, well, it starts off with like, you know, people dying quite horribly because of this baby. Oh, okay. Is it like it's alive, but it's a series? No, no, nothing like that at all. I mean, I don't want to give too much away because there's a no, lot of no, nice no, I haven't seen it. Turns. But there's only eight episodes and a half hour each. So, is it just a one um, season? Well, for now, I mean, it just came out. So, oh, does it look like it might have another season? Um, they, they, they kind of leave it a little bit open. Yeah, leave it a little bit open. So, um, and then I started watching Resident Evil that started on Netflix yesterday. Finally, which is, which is good. Uh, I watched the first four episodes. Uh, I won't give anything away of that, but it does get some nods that it does recognize that Raccoon City did happen in the nineties and it got blown away. So this happens in New. Oh, Raccoon really? City. So they do recognize the game, and there's some nice little Easter eggs in the game. The only problem I have is that it, it's it's coming from now and then it jumps twenty years ahead. Yeah, um, and they. And the girl in it, um, she's a bit of a bitch all the way can through. They so she's a, can she's can a they bitch accommodate they for the time hop? Yeah, yeah, they do. But um, I'm just saying that the, the main girl, she's kind of like, a, she's got a bitchy, horrible attitude in the beginning. Yeah. And then when you get in the future, she's still, I mean, you know, she has a bitchy, horrible attitude as well. But you just kind of kind of wish that maybe she wasn't so hard when, and now. So that yeah. way when she's in the future, you know, <clears> she would have a bit of a difference. So. Well, it's good. It's interesting. And, you know, it's got the Albert Wesker story. This didn't have on. a predecessor yeah. at all, did it? It doesn't really, the, does it take off from the movies? The, no, the games. And so this is the game. <clears throat> but so, I love that it's like jumping forward because we're always getting the same sort of pre and during, but this is after. So it's like, it's a resurgence, I think, but it's, I like that. I like that it's a future of Resident Evil, which could be, interesting if it does well for games if they do more right because yeah um it's i mean it's interesting i I mean i'm enjoying it um it's a different kind of burn to it it's a um i think because it was made in south africa that right um, maybe that it seems to have a different kind of pacing but i quite like that though so yeah anything's got to be better than you know resident evil welcome to raccoon i mean that was so disappointing I heard you were telling me, and I did. I was gonna watch it. I, was I like, still haven't was, seen it. You're the third person who said it was horrible, and I'm like, and I'm not gonna even bother now because of that. So, well, I, my my son said it was kind of, and he was a gamer. So, well, the thing is, I never understood with Resident Evil because there is such a great idea and a wealth of information that you could do like the first game and make make a movie of the first game on its right. own and be fantastic. Yeah, I mean, and I like them. I mean. If it wasn't for Mila Jenovich, I probably would have hated those series of films. But yeah. there's something really sexy. And, there's something sexy and exciting about her, and you can't take your eyes off her. I don't know she's what unusual. it is. There's a, she does yeah. have something. She's unusual. Even though, she, like, she, I, she even makes though horrible, I think... 
the the second to last one was the one that it was like hard to watch because when they had like russians on motorbike zombies i was like what the hell is going on and then i was (laughs) like it went off the rails at that point but then it's i still came back for the finale because of her because everything else i was like well i don't and then i was like yeah but i love her so i'll come back and watch it you know Uh, yeah i remember i mean i remember when i was in florida and i went and saw it in, you know i saw the, the someone that was in 3d just so i could see her in 3d <laughs> yeah my legitimate every gay man's crush <laughs> i know <laughs> <laughs> the thing is the thing the sad thing about her is i think she's a decent actress yeah. but she someone's got to get her away from her bad directing husband because <laughs> her husband makes really bad movies yeah. for those of or, us who don't know who that t- is paul s paul s anderson isn't it yeah not paul anderson of of magnolia and boogie yeah, no, night no, fame no, no. paul s anderson who's yeah. done this and doom and or tell her agent so. like please don't work with your husband just go here go here somewhere else you know she because so she's not a great doing actress. her a big service i take it in your eyes and I then mean, i also saw the trailer for the new month for the rob zombie film so i saw the trailer yeah. for that yeah what did you think about it? Because I was, I don't know, I'm so like on the it, it fence. Looks, it looks like a TV movie. That's yeah. what somebody else told me. I saw the trailer. I didn't think, well, I think it's supposed to look like a made-for-TV movie because The Monsters uh, was a TV no, series. It, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, I'm sorry, but if that's the way it's going to be, that doesn't really cut it because The Addams Family was based on the TV, well, based on, yeah. the, then yeah. based on the TV series, and it had a fantastic... Who directed The Addams Family? Sonnenfeld. Barry Sonnenfeld. Okay. Yeah. I, I, it just also seems like it's a precursor to how Lily and Herman meet. So the ki- yeah. none of the kids are in it. Marilyn's not in it. Eddie's not in it. So Marilyn yeah. and Eddie aren't in this? It doesn't look yeah. like that. It, it just look looks like, like how they meet. And then it seems like grandpa's trying to keep them separated. Like I like it's a weird like I, I was trying to even watch a trailer going, well, so is this whole story about them falling in love and then that's what it's about? Yeah, because that's a long so. story no. to tell. Story makes sense because when you watch the original series, grandpa didn't really like, like Herman. Anyways, yeah. Really like Herman, so it makes that part makes well, sense. Grandpa also creates Nesferatu, so there is yeah. a little bit of comedy in that. Like it's her first boyfriend, and he, she's like, "Ah, no thanks," and then she kind of dumps him. <laughs> but oh, that's it, right. <laughs> it's I don't know. It's kind of like I I was like at the whole movie is about them falling in love. <sighs> I don't know. So this is like you know the backstory of the Munsters. Then yeah, I think so. Yeah. My, I mean, my I'll give it a chance though. I'll give it a chance. I like Rob Zombie's movies. Everybody downs it, but I like his movies, so. It, it looks to me like it suffers from not having much of a budget. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't understand it, though, because <laughs> rumor is that it was like 30, 40 million. That's what Where's I that read. That's what I read. But the question deliver- is, who did the 30, 40 million go to? Yeah. Or is it, are they trying to make it look a little bit satire and that way because like there are moments where you, it just feels very satire and then you're like well, well is it anybody intentions of it has anybody well, interviewed rob zombie yet about it does anybody uh, dare interview I mean, rob zombie about it probably still, not I, mean, still the, I imagine he's still in the editing process anyway i mean yeah. i mean i'm gonna keep i'll keep an open mind about it but it did look, very, it looked it looked very cheap it looked like it looked like some of those movies those 90s when they tried to reboot it in the 90s, it had that kind of feel. I think he's looking yeah. for that. I think he's going for that look, though. 
And, all of his um, movies are gritty anyway, but this just this isn't, isn't gritty. This is like all. this is like TV sitcom from the nineties. Yes, yeah. It, yeah. It, it looks, it, you know what? It, you know what? It remind me of the new monsters. Did you ever remember it. the new monsters? It reminds me of that. It, it, I yeah. saw the trailer, but I didn't really get as much out of that as you guys did. Clearly, yeah. so yeah. yeah. Um, I'll yeah, give it a I mean, try. I mean, I, I mean, I'll, I'll still see it, but I'm just kind of like. But then I kind of wonder also, it's like, you know, maybe Rob Zombie, maybe all the money spent and maybe he has to, maybe he does too many takes or something, because that costs money. So that's another take. <laughs> um, speaking of trailers, by the way, did you see the teaser for Chucky season two? Yes. Yeah. I yes. That. It looks good. I was like, oh my God, I can't wait. <laughs> Chucky was brilliant. I mean, yeah. that's, I mean, I, I kind of wish Evil Dead wasn't done. Sort of thing. Yeah. I really like that TV series, and I like Chuck the Chuck. That does TV kind series. of that, that is kind of like the end of an era for me too. Because I love that stuff. There's really nothing to really replace it with either. No, but Chucky. I mean, Chucky looks good. Wednesday looks good, which is coming out on Netflix. Yeah, that looks Wednesday good. Adam thing. What and, did, was there a new trailer for Wednesday? I've only, I only saw the one teaser that was. Yeah, no, there's teaser. There's only the one. The one. Only oh, the okay. one teaser at the moment. Because yeah. uh, that's Tim Burton, isn't it? So that could be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh and yeah. The Tor- and the Del Toro's new show should be out in what another month or two. So, and then, um, and then the, the guys who did Hill, Hill House, that TV series, their new series should be starting up. Oh, Flanagan, also. Mike Flanagan. Yeah. What is that? What is the new series? <coughs> um, it's called House of Secrets or something like that. I can't. Re- God, it's in my head. I mean, I can see it in my picture. You know. Because what I do, I find the best way to go through Netflix is once a week I go to new and upcoming and I just add what I want to see so it pops up on my list. <laughs> then it, so then it not, comes back, yeah. Yeah, so I don't spend the whole time, you know. I don't spend my whole time like spending three or four hours going, oh, what should I watch? And then by the end of it, it's like, I don't feel like watching anything anymore. I'm just so far <laughs> not looking. <laughs> so, and I, you know, I'm looking forward to some, you know, selling Sunset because I've really gotten into that. <laughs> I like my sleazy TV reality programs. Which one are you watching now? Um, Selling Sunset. I finished that. Love that. And now, now there's a sequel called Selling OC, which is a bunch of real estate agents. So you kind of got fashion. It's like Real Housewives mixed real estate. <laughs> I can't. You know what? I'm going to start watching. I, I saw it. I didn't really. I mean, Naked and Afraid kind of cracked me up a little bit. But now they got Naked and Afraid, but it's cold Naked and Afraid. They're to do naked afraid in the Arctic with just fur on or some shit like that. So naked like, oh. and afraid, frigid. Yeah, I can't. Remember, I don't. I just naked and afraid in the Arctic or something. But it well, just looked like I gotta watch. I gotta get well, the roll. There won't be that many hung men on that show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have this thing called naked ambition here, um, and they get. They bring a person out and there's a presenter and she's like, okay. And they, they go, you know, it's a, it's a dating program. But then behind these box, there's these different color boxes, like five color boxes. And behind these boxes are naked people. So they bring the thingy up. And so basically you see the crotch. 
Oh, I saw, I saw that because then they kind of gradually move up, right? Yeah, they kind yeah. of move up. Sort of like yeah, the yeah. naked window washer on candid camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they go and they go around like let's say there's a bunch of like um penises, for instance, you know, it's like either a gay guy or a straight girl. And they're like, oh, I like the way this one is, or I don't know, you know, I don't like the foreskin in this one. And then, then they have to get rid of someone without even talking to them. <laughs> like, so, so that person's been chucked out because their genitalia is not perfect for them. Or they're like, yeah. oh, they goes up. Or their like, feet, oh, they'll be like, oh, their feet are ugly. Or, you know, look like raptor yeah. claws no i don't want that one like they literally are so like raptor i don't want to know who you are because i'm not even gonna go there <laughs> my daughter um, makes me watch that stupid love the english version of love island she likes to torture me well but it's then, actually not bad they've done something different with the show where it's actually a lot better though well, this one, what's funny about this one is like they get it down to two and then and then the people behind the boxes can talk so they haven't really seen their faces yet and you know they do some stupid That's question thing, and he goes, "Okay, I'll pick person in the orange box, for instance." And then the guy who's been, you know, judging or the girl who's been judging goes off. Then they open up the box. So you see the person that they pick, and then he, then the person that's been um, looking for a mate comes out naked, and then they kind of look each other up and down, and they go on a date. <laughs> like. Yeah. That's hysterical. Oh this God. is going for, but this is going for like six years in the UK. It's going. This is like season seven. Isn't it going on that long? And yeah. by the way, if it doesn't work out, clearly, if you're in the UK, you're like, weren't you? Oh yeah, I know who you are. <laughs> I've seen you. I've, I've seen, seen you. I've you. seen all of you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, then you get these people like these perfect bodies, and then they'll see the head and be like a really ugly face. It's like. Oh. <laughs> I don't they, have, know. they have a great body and the face <laughs> protected. <laughs> yeah. Well, the problem with these dating shows is that you never, you never get like six months later with them, do you? You never no. get like, you know, So. Well, that's sort of like Bachelor. Was it the bat, the Bachelor? I mean, when the Bachelor came out, the last one, what was his name? Oh God, what was his name? Cole, was it? He come out gay because he was a virgin. No one could figure out why he was a virgin and all this other stuff. <laughs> then he comes out gay later. Well, I think someone even asked him and he was like, no. And then after that, it basically, it like came out and then literally well, there was all these. so much. Yeah. It did. Cause he just, well, it, beautiful. It, it, it explained his list. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. You're bad. Yeah. You are so bad. I don't, I don't know. I just really don't know. I'm straight, really. It's like, oh my God, you're becoming, he's like, you're a stereotype gay boys. Like, he, he, didn't have, he was really good looking. He didn't have yeah, a but he, list but, he had, either. He, but he had a David Beckham gay voice. I'm sorry, but David Beckham has a gay voice as well. You know, the stereotype. The stereotype I would have never known people. he was gay. You never know which side somebody's bread is buttered on by the way they look sometimes. I mean, some people no, it's just about the way he looks. I'm just saying that he had, um, he just had that a stereotype gay list that you would see in 1960. I never know, gay person. I also just feel like it's so bad to go on live TV with that ambiguity and you're like hey game. you're gonna put all those women through something through to where you don't know maybe like <laughs> and then at the end i think what happened was something uh, like someone actually called him out and was like actually i had an experience with him and then that's how he came out that's i don't know what happened all i no, know that's, that's, that's what happened someone is that someone what said happened? oh yeah remember. someone said art he's straight really and then like literally threw him under the bus and then because he was a he football was like, player you know the man's man thing yeah, or yeah. well fake. i mean the thing is is like the problem basically is is that it's really hard to stay in the closet now anyway yeah. because yeah. it's like clay aiken well, who cares anymore 
Well, no, I'm saying it's like Clay Aiken. It's like, oh, I'm straight. Right. Da, 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 da. And then he gets caught on Grinder. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got on Grinder. You know, like, Did he yeah, really? That's how caught. Yeah, that's how I get caught. And then it's like, and then he's like, and then it's kind of like, mm, you know. And the thing is, with social media, every yeah. every single app you go into and everything that you're doing, there's a track to it anyway. You're tra- right. yeah. tracking you. I, and I think there's a lot of people who will bait, deliberately bait people to get them into that. And then it's like, oh, now I can blackmail you or I'm going to sell this to the highest bidder. And stuff. so I it's, wouldn't it's even a very... think it's a big deal to tell you the truth, but that's just me. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's a big I mean, I think, you know, I find that normally when a celebrity comes out, it was like, and <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, and you know, what's like, their point? Yeah, who cares if anybody's gay? Just like, who you know, cares anymore? It, it's a bit like when George Michaels came out and was like, okay, well, we all knew George. Yeah. Was. <laughs> I know, but it's kind of like we're all going, huh? God, I remember. Is, I, is a story. So, you know, is what it is. Yeah, I don't think. I think we're kind of bypassed the whole outing thing anyway. Now. I know. It's like, who even who even says, I'm going to out you, that you're gay? Like, nobody cares anymore. Yeah. Nobody cares. I think it's more the immediate family. I think if for yeah. someone who has that insecurity, if you know you have a family member that, you know, just is not supportive, I think it's more that. You don't really care about what anyone else thinks. It's more you know, immediate family, yeah. unfortunately. Well, yeah. Another thing, another thing is if you're an actor and you get outed, you're guaranteed to be starring in a Ryan Murphy TV project. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> American Horror Stories. Oh my God. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I, you. I did see the trailer for the new season of American <laughs> Horror Stories. And I was like, oh, I love that they keep inventing new crazy stuff. Like the dollhouse. I was like, oh. It's gonna be anthology though, new, isn't it? So it's gonna be like each, each episode's gonna be a different story. Correct. So. Yeah. So oh. each one is a different story. Yeah. But Did they one say of them. The name was this season. Did they say a name? No. It's it's yeah. the it's American Stories. So there's American Story, which is a full season of a story arc. Stories is each episode is a story. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. So see this that. this I one is. It looks like I don't it's know like, if they're going back to American Horror Story as a whole season of it. They might, but it doesn't seem. And there's, there's I think no it's ran of, it. It's ran its course. Like, I, I don't think, even know how far they can go with. Well, after Coven you know, and Freak Show, Freak Show was like or Hotel. I mean, where do you go after Hotel? The last I mean, season t- I tried to watch and I just couldn't get in to it like and it felt also like a lot of what i was telling my friend i'm watching it i'm going oh this is salem's lot and my friend's like what i'm like salem's lot have you seen salem's lot he's like no and i'm like go watch salem's lot and he watched it he goes oh my god it is (laughs) and i was like it just felt that way or you know which one which season was that the last, the last season. season, yeah, where it has, I it still was, have not watched the last season. I don't know why two, I've gotten it's two, it. It's two stories, and they, basically it's cut in half. So there's one story, okay. first half, and second story. And the thing is, I noticed that a lot of their their cast of actors are kind of like jumping ship as well. Right. Kathy Bates is no longer Francis Conroy. He's kind of like dipping her toe, but not Jessica Lange. Of course, went a while back. Mm. And, I was just so disappointed in Roanoke. He either loved it or he hated it. I didn't. Hate I loved it. it. Yeah, but I just couldn't. I, I was, there was something missing, and I I don't know what what it was, but something was lacking. I don't know what it was yet. Maybe Jessica Lang. Who knows? 
I just love her. I wish they would. She would. I been. think it was the first one too that pulls you a bit. It goes behind the third wall, and so I think some people were just. I didn't hate it. I and, didn't hate it, but yeah. there was something missing, and I can't put my finger on it. I think it's because it wasn't a overall arc, wasn't it? It's kind of like three, three. It's like three different sections coming yeah. maybe, together. Maybe. Yeah. So they didn't have the whole flow. You had like the first part of it. I mean, I like the witchy and part, the, the crazy. And, you know? and then you had the Blair Witch part of it. You know, yeah, it like, I like the Blair Witch part of it. That was kind of cool. I like. I that. like that it just like brings them back. Like they almost make it a reality series, which I thought was kind of smart yeah. and cool. Um, and I think just the endings. He always has a problem with his endings. Like he just quick fires him and and just basically flambes the hell out of him so the ending doesn't even have a good proper wrap-up it's kind of like let's just wrap it up and i feel like that was one that oh, like how do we end it wrap it up like and do this and do that and then we're done you know yeah. like they run they're like they oh my god we're running out of time sort of yeah. thing it's got that feel and then uh, then there's always episodes it did seem and- rushed but well, then there's episodes between seven and nine that kind of go nowhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, kind of You're kind of stuck them meandering around, and then you have the hillbilly neighbors. It was like a weird, like that. Yeah, was the hillbilly, na- the cannibal hillbilly neighbors. It was yeah. like the, the hills have eyes next door. So I felt like that should have even been in a separate, ser- or, you know, a season because that was like, why are they in there? Because the, the land itself and everything happening on the land was enough, and then you throw that in, and you're like, what? And yeah. It, but the, but all, but every single American Horror Story season is like that, where there's this huge dip in between episode seven and nine. Always. I loved Hotel and Coven. I but, loved but even, Hotel. But even even Hotel kind of mandated there. It's like, okay, yeah. get on with it. Let's come on, get on. With Hotel it. was so I, that that one just got so I, that one got so risque. Well, probably because Lady Gaga, you know, nothing phases her. She has no filters anyway. I loved it though. Yeah. I loved the serial killer part and all that stuff. I just thought it was great. I think she's going to be. I don't think you're going to hear too much music coming from her. I think she's chasing after an Oscar these days. So, yeah. well, she you know what? She's, yeah. she's great actress. I, I love her. I love yeah, her. She's okay. I loved her. I loved her in um, with uh, Bradley Cooper and Stars. Yeah, did you did I mean, you like her in uh, the House of Gucci? House of Gucci. House of Gucci. Yes, for a different reason though. <laughs> yes, for different reasons. It's so campy. It's so awful. It, it is. It. That's what makes it kind of amazing because it is like ultra campy. Like her just, you know, she did a good job, by the way, I would say for that well, movie. Okay. I mean, yeah. she's, you know, we'll wait and see what happens if anyone's going to give her a juicy Academy Award winning role. But I mean, she's okay. But I mean, I'm, I'm noticing that through Hotel and A Star is Born and this, she kind of plays the same character in everything. There's always this aloofness in everything, and there's not there. She lacks. There's a range of emotions that she kind of can't tap into. Yeah, she can't tap into the vulnerability thing. That's what she lacks. Even in Starborn, there's nothing vulnerable about her whatsoever. Or you know, you give you give her. You also have to give her a role that's sort of like a a beta like role she's been given alpha type roles like you need someone who is like a homebody someone struggling <laughs> in a small town like if you're gonna get because she's always plays these bigger larger than life characters which is lady gaga <laughs> like it's her big you know she's uh, always got these big large characters whereas put her as a hometown wife in a small in the middle of america and whatever and see you know that will be her academy award just saying no, her Academy Awards. Her her Academy Awards can play a Jewish nun in a concentration camp who dies at the end. That's the best way to Stop, it. Stop it! There's no Jewish nuns. <laughs> Jewish nuns. 
Yeah. A Jewish nun in a concentration camp who has a, a terminal disease. That's okay. the best way. No, a gay Jewish nun. A gay Jewish nun. A gay Jewish nun with a terminal disease who has a who, black who, uncle. Who somehow, <laughs> and who somehow contracts with some kind of sexual disease. But have you ever seen um have you ever seen the TV show by Richard Gervais with uh, Kate Winslet called Extras? Yes, I love. Yeah, that. Oh my god, that was a lot. Yeah, and but you, you remember the one with Kate Winslet, and she's and um, she's like, it's like, oh, what are you doing? And she goes, goes, oh, she goes, I, I'm playing a nun in a concentration camp, and I and I'm dying of a sexual disease. She goes, it's the best way to win an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what was god. that movie that oh god what was it meg tilly was in children of a lesser god was that meg tilly no that yeah. was uh merrily march in the death um meg tilly was, was, the, agnes, no, was... agnes of god, agnes god okay and jane fonda and jane fonda who played the, the girl meg tilly it was meg tilly okay i don't know how i got all my stuff screwed that up was like her that. big role after big chill wasn't it yeah so, that was an excellent movie. I don't know why that just went through my head, probably because we were talking about nuns. I... I've seen that for ages, actually. That was a good film at the time. It was a great film. Brings us to society where there are no nuns, <laughs> no Jewish only, nuns. Only anyway. rich people. Society is a 1989 American body horror film directed by Brian Yunzna and starring Billy Warlick, Devin Desvesquez, sorry, Evan Richards, and Ben Meyerson. Its plot follows a Beverly Hills teenager who begins to suspect that his wealthy parents are part of a gruesome cult for the social elite. Though the film was completed in 1989, it was not released until 1992. It was Yunza's directorial debut and written by Rick Fry, conceived and written by Woody Keith. Screaming Mad George was responsible for the special effects. A sequel, Society 2, Body Modification, was in development as of 2013 with a script written by Stephen Byro, and they're still looking for funding. What we're going to do is cut to the trailer for Society. Be right back. Beverly Hills is known as a society of wealth and privilege, but Billy Whitney doesn't seem to be getting his share. He thinks everyone is out to get him, even his friends. He never were one of us. He thinks that he doesn't belong. And they don't even look like me. Why, why are you guys doing this to me, huh? He believes he's seeing things. Bad things beyond reality. Is it just his imagination? I'm not paranoid. All my fears are real. Or has Billy uncovered something terrible? Something unspeakable? Don't go home, Billy. What, you've been living with these people all your life and you didn't know anything about this? If you don't follow the rules, Billy, bad things happen. You know you'll make such a great contribution to society. Who are you? And now, Billy. It's showtime, Billy! Is fighting for more than just his sanity. He's fighting for his life. The time is coming for Billy to take his place in society. 
It's all about fitting in. Hello, welcome back to the Literary Podcast. We're discussing society from 1989. Starting with you, John, what are your thoughts on society? I, this movie had so many things going on. And I, at one point I was like, I, the one, I would say the one theme for both this film and the next we're going to talk about is reality. Like what is really happening? Because you don't know if he's just really jacked up in his mind, or if you don't know if he, like he's it, the paranoia of, of both of these films makes you question everything that's going on. And I can't believe I've never seen this film because I literally, I was like, I don't know. I know parents I kind of have seen off and on, like I saw, but like this one, I was like watching it going, I'm waiting for it to kick in. I'm waiting for it to kick in. I'm like, it's not kicking in. And I'm like, okay, I've never seen this. Um, it held my attention. It definitely held my attention. How I could it not. <laughs> I also love the the elitism and how there's so much that's going on. And even from the very first moment that the parents reacting to the daughter was like, what is happening there? And then it just kind of gets goes gets worse from there. And I was like, oh wait, I was right. Ooh, no. <laughs> well, it doesn't um, get better. Yeah, it does not get better. Um, but I I I was curious, like you know that like how what is real what's going on what's reality and when we get to the you know the end of the film I'll, i'm like okay so he isn't just crazy because i would say the greater part like three-fourths of the film is like is it just him is he going crazy because they make it seem that way and i guess that's part of the brilliance of the film is that there are many instances where is it a conspiracy theory or is he just a schizophrenic schizophrenic paranoid person like is he losing his mind because there's all these little elements that make you doubt what you're what you're watching you know i, I, I just like love the, the david them. lynch side of it it feels like very david lynchy it's just like you know yes. everything's normal on the surface and then you yeah. scratch both of these movies did yeah that's what i'm saying it gives you that like is people paranoid right you know <laughs> They both, uh, they they both like. I, I mean, around this time you had, this was post Blue Velvet. You had you had both of these movies. You had uh, Flesh Eating Mothers. You had like a lot of these like paranoid suburban movies that were that that were coming out. These, God, these two, the, the society in particular is just so unbelievably weird that like you can't really look away and that's what i really yeah. loved about it and then there'd be lines in there like one of my favorite lines in the movie because it's just it's out there and it's not acknowledged how do you like your tea cream milk or would you like me to pee in it yeah i know and he doesn't even no reaction know. to it he just yeah. kind of looks up and then just oh well whatever like this is normal. <laughs> yeah yeah it's so, it's I, weird because like even the dreams like he's having these dreams right and uh, like you're not getting a why are you having these dreams like did something yeah. happen to you to have these dreams like what is causing you to have these like weird but things? why did they have the human why did they have the sun is what i was trying to now i didn't understand was he the token human it was, no he was well, the they, experiment experiment but i don't think oh, okay. i don't think he was theirs like because they were they said like oh silly he you're never adopted. you were he never adopted. he was adopted he just yeah. never knew but it's it's like you know it never really explains why he's always felt a bit disjointed like he he seems like he fits in he's like 
the you know head of the debate team he's a call it you know he's uh was he basketball or yeah he's a jock you know popular dating the popular girl like so he seems like he got a nice vehicle they're rich yeah they're rich and he just doesn't but there's always something about him that just doesn't fit in and he doesn't know why and that's that was very interesting how they kind of tell because you get no history you get it op- it even opens up with him in a paranoid state so you're like what the hell is going on i thought that was like now we're going to take a step back right and then it's you know was dr know. cleveland his shrink or was it like a guidance counselor i think it's a shrink, shrink. yeah a shrink. shrink. yeah it shrink was a because shrink because remember because he was going to medicate him okay okay you can describe it you can describe i mean he did i mean Looking at it now, he does look like one of the uh, Menendez brothers. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> why... <laughs> well, uh, well, he did go on to play Lyle Menendez in the TV movie. Oh yeah. God, seriously? Oh, geez. yeah, he does. He's the one but, that basically. Uh, he's the one that basically when they did a they did a flashback, and um and one of the reasons why he shot his mother because he was walking down and his mom rips off his um hair plugs. He's like, ah! oh my God, <laughs> stop. <laughs> The best part of the TV movie, the Mendendez Brothers TV movie, is when she rips off his, his toupee that's been sewn into his scalp. Oh my <laughs> I god! That. Yeah, that's when he runs down the stairs. Apparently, that's one of the reasons why they shot their parents because they were cruel to them. But um, I think it's more. I think it had more to do that. I think the father was going to change his will, probably. But anyway, the other, yeah. the other, uh, the other character in this uh, film I thought was interesting was the one's mom. Uh, what the hell is her name? Oh my god! I thought that that was uh, she Clint was so... Howard with a wig on there for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I at first I was Clint like Howard, <laughs> and I didn't understand her. Like she was a very sociopathic like she's going around she eating eat, people's she hair hair wasn't it the um, one that ate the hair well, i know that, that has to that has to do with the simple fact that she's she's part of society but apparently when they're doing the body stretching and stuff like this something's gone a bit wrong with her apparently oh. that was this is the third time i've seen the movie and this was the first time that i think like i actually grasped like okay she was part of this at one point and that's yeah. why she's coughing up the hair like uh, like the mayor, was it the mayor or the governor's coughing up the mole and coughing yeah. up the hair during the hunting? So I got the feeling that she was uh, she was part of this at one point and so yeah. Somehow ostracized. Uh, or she just well, kind of drifted away, well, you know. Well, but her daughter think, didn't like what they the, did either, though. But I, I also have to think that um, what you have also is families, don't you? The whole thing's about rich families. Yeah. And, I got a feeling that maybe she was ostracized because where's the husband? Maybe they got divorced. And that's oh, what happens in, you know, when you get like the rich wife and then they get, you know, get divorced and then, you know, the husband keeps all the contacts and everything. And then the wife. Or she accidentally it. ate him. I mean, that could <laughs> happen too. Or something. Or something. All I know is that trigger warning, especially when they start using their fists and everything else with the oh, stretching. God. I wasn't expecting that. I go, someone's got to give me a warning once in a while. Even that word, <laughs> even that word shunting. Oh, shunting. Uh, is that the word lit. shunting? It's just like, shunting. okay, they're shunting. I was like, when I think of shunts, I think of water coming out of people's heads. Oh, I was thinking of like the veins. Isn't it a tool they use to hit your vein to open the vein to to well they use to it put to, a shunt in to, to take put, liquid out of your body they put a yeah. shunt in so bad. it was nasty it was yeah. great oh. it was a decent it was a decent flick though that the effects were actually pretty good 
a little yeah. too realistic they were at some really, point. It wasn't bad. And I mean, yeah. it had me going, ooh, and a couple, you guys know I don't get nothing. The one wrong, thing I found was interesting is there they it wasn't bloody gore, right? It was all it most of it was just grotesque. It was slimy, disgusting, yeah, yeah. shunting. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the, I mean, the mom and dad, when they're up in the room and he's like, you did call me a butthead. Like that whole scene. Yes. I was like, oh my God. He gosh. was talking out like, his asshole. Yeah. <laughs> we, <laughs> literally. yeah. It looked like the actor, like they, like it looked like he couldn't keep a straight face on it. it looked <laughs> how like could he you? Kept, like, uh, yeah. How would, would you? you how would you have been able to do it? Oh yeah. my God. Um, but yeah, the effects in this were amazing. I, I actually, I, I really love them. Um, and it's uh, Screaming Mad George, who did the um, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Freddy, you know, Freddy's got all the, the souls coming out of him. I think that was also oh. his. Yeah. He did the effects for Predator. He did the, the effects pizza, for a lot when, of these movies. With all the people in the pizza. That's him as well. Yes. All, yes. All, all people That's just disgusting. I love it, though. I mean, it's not bad. I thought I thought it was a good movie. I was pleasantly surprised. But it took a while. It was not really a slow burn, but it was like your typical society movie where they think they're better and everybody, their shit don't stink and yeah. the lesser peasantry. And you know. I also thought it was like weird. Part of the paranoia was all these things he kept getting and then you find out his friend was doing it. And I was like, why? I, I, I don't know if he was trying to become a member of the society. So they were, he was doing, like he put the dolls. No, he put the, it's just basically, the, the only reason he's doing that is because he says like he's taking everything very seriously. And he sits there and goes, I just wanted you to lighten up because it's like you're running around paranoid all the time. Oh, not real it. and not realizing that, you know, because you know, it's like he's with Carissa, so he takes you know, he, he marks the blow up doll's Carissa and then puts it and then he's like G.I. Joe being shoved in the blow up doll's mouth. Yeah. And then the shrunken head. So it was well, like also, wasn't he a little bit kind of jealous? Because he was like, I you know, we're friends and you've been ignoring me, type of thing, too. Wasn't it like that? Yeah. 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 Well, were they they said that they these these people whatever they were they've been here before humans were here, but where did they were they like aliens or were they like the first species or I couldn't I didn't really I was trying I could try to figure this shit out my brain. I, I don't know if they actually gave any other indication as to what they were. Yeah, they didn't say it because even said oh you're aliens oh no we've been here longer that so it was kind of like weird i don't know well it was really inky though they're just saying we get lots of pleasure out of our daughter and all this stuff yeah. they shunk with their family and everything it's like it gives it even more icky yeah you know mm-hmm. it's just like i don't want to shunt with my children <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> all <in> the family <laughs> literally all in the family <laughs> really literally all up in your grill that, exactly i mean basically the whole film premise is all told you in one simple line and when he when he goes the rich have been sucking off the poor for ever. Yes. Yeah. And that's what the whole movie's I, about, really. I, that that line, I actually like I actually dislike it because I feel like it gives away the message of the movie. <laughs> like, What's that? The the rich have always been sucking off the off uh, off the poor scum oh, yeah. like that, or whatever well, that, it was. That that was the very essence of the movie, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, I kind of felt like Ah, you just stated it though. I don't like that you just came out and said it. Well, it was towards the end, kind of, sort of. It was. I, I actually would have liked that it. they would have almost been a body snatcher thing. That when they're eating, what's his name, or consuming him, it would have been interesting if he took his form. Like, so he went from being older, right? So he his outer is going to age. He has. They have to kind of like consume and be that. Like that would have been kind of cool that 
he all of a sudden is with the mole. Oh, look, I have the mole now too, or whatever. And he's that he's was gross. Face. That just disgusted me. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, that guy was gross. I mean, it was already gross enough. I mean, I it's just you know, I could I can probably dig orgies, but that was just too slimy <laughs> for me. <laughs> the, to be honest, this orgy, this orgy scene, basically what Eyes Wide Shut really needed. <laughs> oh God, a buffet, <laughs> a buffet instead of a masquerade. Yeah, well, it kind of bombed at the box office, though. Yeah, what's the salary in the United States? In, yeah, the, in the United States, UK, I think fine. It was watch anything. They have no filter. <laughs> they like slimy sex over there. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, America, America always has had problems with sex anyway. America's yeah. great. I don't violent. get it. Why we're the most di- we're the most decadent <clears throat> frigging whatever on the planet. Well, see, well France, who, who were the first people Europe, over Europe, here? The Puritans. Well, and yeah. Europe's a, yeah, Europe is a complete opposite. Europe has a problem with violence, but they're okay with sex. Yeah. 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 yeah th- th- Meanwhile, we're that- like, if you shoot up 15 people and blood's ever, yeah, fine. That's totally fine. That kissing scene between two women, no, don't put that in there. <laughs> well, what amazed me is spending summers in Italy when I was a kid is that here, everything is so sanitized. And like, if there's a, if there's a topless scene in a movie where I saw a woman topless on VHS, right. And then that movie plays on TV. <clears throat> they shot an alternate version where she has a bra on because yeah. God forbid we should see that. You know, or I'm they cut Italy. the whole scene out. They'll cut yeah. that whole scene out and you have her come in when yeah. she's not. Yeah. Meanwhile, I go to Italy and there's a shampoo commercial on TV and this woman's completely naked, butt ass naked. Nobody gives a shit. And yeah. I'm like, whoa, wait a second. What is going on here? It was like a huge culture shock. Yeah. Uh, I noticed that when I was in Italy watching TV over there. They don't give a shit. Boobs are not a big deal over there. Well, watch watch this film is not yet rated, and it will explain pretty much everything when it comes to that, because it it gives you a very big purview over the rating system. Who is doing the rating system? What organization? Who are they? You know, like, it kind of gives you a purview of, like, these are the people that are controlling a lot of that. And from from a film perspective, but that also affects other media outlets too as well so well it's kind of like the haze code uh in, in, in that's the it. 30s. yeah yeah that's what it talks it talks about everything so watch watch that documentary this film is not yet rated it's I fantastic i didn't know that that the surreal gory you know shunting experience was based on um dolly paintings like the great masturbator and stuff like that i didn't know that um, i mean that yeah. he's, i mean dolly i mean if you look at any of his paintings i mean that's some wickety whack stuff i mean it's cool yeah but i mean now i mean i'll never look at his stuff ever the same again oh you're gonna think about it shunting think, look at the melting clocks and think of shunting i'm gonna be think of shunting now it's like hey baby you want to shunt you know <laughs> That's disgusting. I was okay till the the, the the fisting thing, and then I go okay. <laughs> I go. Joe didn't warn me about any of this. He goes, "Oh, is this the first time you watched it?" He was all happy. <laughs> first time. <laughs> I mean, the only I, the only bad thing I could say about this film, I kind of wish that it wasn't so eighties looking sometimes. Yeah. You thought it looked, I didn't know it was, you know, I guess it was kind of 80s. But, uh, well, the, hair, the hair and everything. The hair, the clothes, what everything. was it, 89? Yeah, it was 89. But we were 89. just at the end of it, you know. Yeah, but, but it does have that 80s look. I mean, you know, yeah, you know, you got him running around with his high tops and his skinny tie and his He played baggy. on General Hospital for quite a while, too, in the 90s. And, and, and yeah, Baywatch. I remember him. 
Yeah. In Baywatch as well. Oh, time. he was on Baywatch, wasn't he? He was, he he was, was on a lot of soap operas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did and, One uh, Life to Live, General Hospital. He was one of the quarter mains on General Hospital. His girlfriend was horrible. I didn't like her. Oh, she was a bitch. The blonde, what was her name? Um, the sister? No, the, the, his, his girlfriend. No, the girlfriend that breaks the girlfriend up. Oh my God, you. what a twat. Um, Sally, was it Shauna. Shauna. Oh, yeah. that's it. And then her pulling up in her red Corvette, and she's like, oh, smacks him. And then, you know, <laughs> we're over. I'm like, he already had sex with someone. So clearly you're over already. <laughs> like, well, he liked the other. Was it what was her what was her name? He liked the other. Clarissa. Girl. He liked Clarissa. Clarissa. Mm-hmm. I don't know why she kept reminding me of Phoebe Cates for some reason. She was Phoebe-ish, I guess. Maybe. I guess. She yeah. More, she reminded me more of Jamie Getz. Oh yeah. But one of them. One of them. She was kind of. She had a look to her. That's for sure. It's pretty well, girl. She was, um, by the way, I think she was fine with being a member of society until she met him, and then she realized she could be something more. Right, because well, she she, want, she was kind of nice, wasn't she? She yeah. was a nicer whatever they were. I don't, th- I don't think she started off nice. I think that I think That's that he something happened. Her. To her. Yeah. Well, something happened during that sex scene that really changed her. So yeah. I don't know what it was, but because I think she was kind of like playing along with it at first, and then they had sex, and then all of a sudden like things changed after that point forward. Yeah. By the way, yeah. little little trivia tidbit: she was the real life girlfriend of of Sylvester Stallone while they were filming. She this. was. Oh yeah. my gosh. Well, what what year was what was that, Joe? I didn't hear you. I she heard, was the oh, real life girlfriend right. of Sylvester Stallone while they were filming this. Really? No yeah. kidding. That's interesting. Little back I think she might have been in Playboy too. I don't remember. She's pretty enough for definitely. Uh, the th- the thing that interests me most about society, though, uh, is I kind of I kind of really feel the Billy character mm-hmm. because, like, <laughs> I grew up in like this you know, middle-class neighborhood in Brooklyn. And now I'm living in one of the richest suburbs in the country. Yeah. And it is so weird to like meet the people who have lived here forever and never left. Like a lot of the, a lot of the girls I've met out here are a lot like the girls in this movie where they are just, what's up? Like old money kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's like they never understood the idea of not having money. They like, it's a complete. It, it really is like a complete culture shock, to where like sometimes I'll I'll just be like talking to somebody out here, and they have been so inundated with money their entire life that they don't like understand the concept that like you might have been poor at one point or you might not have. You might not have the means for something. Yeah. Um, like there, there were two girls where I worked, and one of them uh, was was from a, a less well off area, and she was working a lot of hours. and And she said, "Yeah, well, you know, I, I need a car. I need I need to get a car." And one of the other girls just turns to her and goes, "Why don't you just have your parents buy you one?" Yeah. So that's like the level of like they this don't understand. It's, it's a level of like, pr- like it's a level of like privilege that people like I there's sometimes I get that way too where I'm like oh wait because you don't understand what it ever was like to be poor so you can't ever really understand like the the ask of when you're asked to do something you're kind of like I can't believe you're asking me that and then I'm like oh wait yeah because you have been so privileged that you never would have ever not had that right like you've like, always just sort of had that given or you know and then it's just now the expectation of it 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, it, like it's weird. Like when, when I, when I say I can't go somewhere right now because I'm broke, that literally I mean means I don't have like, I'm looking at my finances and for me to do this would mean that I can't pay this bill. Yeah. 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 And they don't like, it's, it's like, they don't grasp that. They're like, like no, just I put it on your credit money. card. You have like your credit, right? You could just be like, no, you don't understand. I have no money. Yeah, I have like, a credit college. I, I used to have to balance the checkbook. I'm broke means I can't do this. Like I, like I do not have the money for it. It doesn't mean, oh, well, I only have $10,000 this month. Yeah. Like, I have friends like that, that in college. I was like, I was like, I worked through school when I was there, but I mean, I went to a private college and there was a lot of people there. And I had this one friend, his grandfather invented corrugated boxes back in the day and they were just rich. And I used to help him balance his checkbook because he didn't know how to fucking do it. And it's just like, these people are amazing. But there's also they're good people disconnect. though. They're good folks. But there's also a big a, a huge disconnect between old money and new money. Yeah. Yes. Old because yes. old money don't talk about it and stuff like this. And old money they, they tend to be very aloof about things, but they never discuss anything to do with money whatsoever. Even yeah. even even yeah, you know, if they're new money, and because some because they tend to splash it because they need to show it because they're yeah. new. You know, it's like, oh look oh, what I just got! Look what I just had! Look, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they, they're the ones that have a hard concept of understanding. Their children have a hard concept of what because their parents buy them everything they want. If you're old money, it's all about your breeding and how you're acting. If you're new money, it's like yeah. I need to show this, so that's yeah. why there's there's a weird disconnect. But it's about ways that, of talking about how to preserve the money, how to make more money, right? Old money to me, it feels like that versus new money is, I don't talk about that, but I'll talk about what I bought. Oh, I just bought this new car. I bought this. Oh my God, I'm going to go here. I'm going to do that. Like it's all how you spend your money instead of how you save your money, right? And how you invest. Whereas old money is like yeah, that. And yeah. I, well, what you'll, what you'll also find out is new money will try their hardest to mix with old money and it, ne- ne- it never does. Nope. It's, a bit it's, like watching, it's not a worthy investment. It, it's a bit it like watching, as that, you know. Well, it's a bit like watching Cribs, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you get like, so, so, you know, like, you know, you'll just see like, like what new money buys you. It's like, like a really huge house, but very tackily decorated. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh my God. I just, I just remember, I went on a, went on a date and um, it was just like this, like we didn't do much, but I remember we were going to the beach and she stopped, she stopped off at her, at her parents' house, which is this giant mansion to run in and get, uh, (laughs) you're like, where the hell are we? And I remember then we went to her place, which was a house that her parents bought for her when she graduated. They bought her a house. Like, like they didn't they didn't buy her a car they bought her a house yeah like that's the level of like holy shit (laughs) like i i couldn't like i couldn't believe it like that kind of culture shock out here in the chair and obviously with someone like me who's like you know kid who grew up in in uh in in brooklyn and uh you know family of a labor I'm slumming it to her, you know, like, yeah. this is like, oh, I'm, I'm dating this guy who's like, uh, you know, th- th- this, this low class guy, but I'm like, wow, I couldn't believe the stuff that, that, that I would see here. Kind of like the, kind of like the crossover, like that's, that that's old. She came from old money. That, that was amazing to me. 
I, I laugh because I think of this movie too. Every time I saw his Jeep, I thought of, you know, slumming Marty McFly versus, you know, the yes. Marty McFly's future. He's like balling Marty McFly and he gets his <laughs> truck. And I, I kept thinking of him because I was like, his, his, every time he got in his Jeep, he had even a custom plate hoops. And I was like, okay. He's like, he's like, you know, you got money when you have a custom plate back in the 80s. I'm just saying. <laughs> Man, <laughs> that old money is they, they very rarely raise their kids anyway. Old money sends their kids to boarding school, don't they? Yeah, true. Yeah, teach them how to behave. Yeah, yeah. They come home on holidays um, and they go back. (laughs) I kind of got Billy Warlock. Kind of like the whole time I kept seeing like Emilio Estevez and Charlie Sheen in them. Like I kept seeing like that that look that was huge in the eighties, where like you wanted one of the Sheen kids. That's kind of looks wise. That's that's how I that's how I saw him at least. And he also kind of had that Mark Singer kind of face as well. Mark yeah, Singer's Mark Singer's another one, and, and and Michael J. Fox also. He did kind of look yeah. a little bit like Michael J. Fox. So yeah, this movie was very '80s in that regard too. Like, even the leading the leading man is very much an '80s leading man. Yeah, very much. I also like. I think everybody does a really good job, but it's kind of it's kind of a mix max of because you got you know Billy Warlock doing his acting, and he does a very good job, but then you got the older the adults acting in like really like these kind of camp cult movie acting yeah situations you know like the father's like car they couldn't get carbon bernstein so they got him instead (laughs) (laughs) they got a carbon copy basically they're trying yeah they gotta get carbon copies of other people people that we've known like in like 80s cult films i mean i've never seen these actors most of these actors ever a lot you know before or after this but there was that kind of there's just the way they delivered their lines, like with the snails or whatever, and the parents had like the whole way of different way of acting than everyone else in the movie. And I also, I, it was kind of weird, like when they kind of catch him at the end, and they're like, "Ha ha!" And it's a the game has been afoot, you know. And they're all like, you know, what was weird was like, why, why were they getting him to a point where he was so like paranoid and delusional to get him to to be like that? Was it just because at any point they could have taken him and did this to him. Even, even the other guy, what's his name? Um, uh, Blanchard. Blanchard. They could have got him at any point. So it was kind of weird that at the end that this is like, oh, the charade is up. Ha ha. It's been a whole game. Like I, I, I was I wanting has, them to be like, we had I, to get you to a point of hysteria because it builds the chemicals we need to consume you. Right. Or whatever. Or, I was like, or it could also, it, it could also be like, we could explain your disappearance then if you're acting like a paranoid shithead for like the last three weeks. Oh, that that's true. Like, yeah, he flipped his lid and disappeared. Yeah, but I feel and, like they had enough people because even when they had the police officers in bed with them, so they could have very easily made things disappear, you know, like, which well, is again, society, right? weren't like them though, were they? Weren't they? Regular? Yeah, no, the, the police were with them because remember the police were the ones who had him and they're like, how, they're, they were in on it, which also kind of talks rich, about society too. People, like when yes, rich people do things people, bad, rich when people. rich people do things bad, your kids like drinking and driving, the police can make it disappear, right? Like, oh, you well, know, it what's does a fender for the rich bender? folks. Yeah. It does for the rich folks. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, though. It kind of even, alludes to that, too. Like, they're able to make things disappear or change, you know? You have a doctor, you have a judge, you have, a, you have the police officers. All of them are part of that society. You know? <clears throat> we have an internship for you in Washington in the fall. Yeah. So yeah. even it goes even deeper than that. Yeah. 
So I also think that, you know, with Billy also, I think it was an experiment to see if 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 they could if he could become one of them by living with them. That's what the whole thing is. And then I think when they realize that obviously this is not gonna happen, because they're gonna go into a shrink, and of course the shrink's part of it is in on it. And they do realize that basically no matter what he does, they give him the breed, you know, they're giving him the lifestyle, they're giving him the money, they're giving him the house, they give him the family. But there's no way that he's ever going to fit in because he's still going to be an outsider. So I think that from that point forward, it's like, well, we're going to have to go to the other extreme because he's, he's not going to fit in. This is an experiment that failed. Oh. Well, it's oh, it's, it's like you said, man. it's new money and old money. The old money yeah. is like, well, yeah, it's not going to work. And then Blanchard, I think Blanchard is, I, I'm sure that, I mean, another thing, it all has to, it seems to all be centered around through. I don't think they shunt every single day or anything like that. It seems to happen like a, like a festival, like a Christmas or some yeah. kind of holiday that they have a yearly shunting <laughs> festival after the coming out. And um, so they had to make sure everything was in. That's the reason why, like, Blanchard, like, she's dating Blanchard, but her, he breaks up with Blanchard before her coming out. So obviously, this is all part of the process that, you know, there must be other. Well, and I'm wondering if the, if that was actually his sister, I'm wondering if she was, and she said, yes, like, right. Like they inducted her and she was like, oh yeah, I totally want to. And so she became a part of the family because I'm wondering if she was adopted too. No, no, I think she, I think she's uh, biological. I got, I got the feeling she was biologically part of it. Um, Because she can move her body and twist her body and stuff like this. And and you have to be born into this. You can't be. He can't be brought in from the outside. Well, but then how would how would he then? Because if they're trying to bring him in, how would he be willingly become that? That's why I guess part of it is like you know. Well, he's a human, right? He's not yeah. even them. So. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't know if like because like Keith was saying, I it think, does make sense they wanted I, to try to transform think, him or bring him on, but, or is it just to convince him to be consumed willingly, right? To be. I think it's a bit like I think it's a bit more like the simple fact that you know. I think it's more instead of like you know the, the physiology side of it. I think it's more done more on a cultural side of it. You know, like you know, would he be able to fit in like going to the opera? Would he be able to fit in doing this and all the other stuff that pertains yeah. to old money and society and stuff? And he didn't quite fit into that. I mean, his girlfriend, yes, yeah, she's popular and she's she's from New Money or whatever like that. But he doesn't pick up. He doesn't go out with any girls from the classy girls does he? he's gone out with the trampy new money girl and his friends are poor he's not going out with the the elite is he he's he's hanging out yeah. with the other crowd riffraff so, mm-hmm. so basically it's like when you look at him even on a cultural level then basically that's probably when the, they realize oh, actually he's never gonna be part of us and it's like you know when you're raising your child and you're hoping for this and you're getting this it's probably where I, I think she's biological anyway because just the way that they treat her and they treat her like she's one of them and every and the, the people that she hangs around with are all that you know everything yeah sort of thing and i think that and there's nothing about her being in an experiment that's gone right it's all about him being an experiment that's gone wrong yeah and so. they've always been grooming her too because i remember the vid- the tapes of them telling her about what her ceremony is going to be like and she was even then like oh, okay so i'm going to do this right and i'm going to do that like so they've kind of and been then the copulation her. and then the copulation <laughs> then do i get to copulate with daddy oh uh, and, uh, do, do I get to do it with girls too? Like, oh yeah, whoever you want. Mommy, you too, yay! 
Well, it looks like that they were all copulating and all shunting and they were all enjoying their kids and whatever. So this movie definitely had all kinds of things as far as a message goes. I think that was probably the more shocking of things because the consuming was what? But then when it was like, oh, ooh. (laughs) Yeah, that's like I said, there was a moment where the dad touches the daughter in the beginning. The, the dad touches the daughter in the beginning and I was like, yeah. oh, that's a little incestuous. And I was like, no. And then like the next look couple at, of scenes, I was like, mo- oh God. Look at even the mother looking at her daughter. Yeah. Yes, like she wanted to eat her like a fluffer nut sandwich or something. Yeah. But you know, yeah. incest is a game the whole family can play and it's a very I know. Family. It's like Twister. <laughs> yeah. Guess you just don't know what you're missing. <laughs> I had hard pass. <laughs> When we get to the orgy sequence in this, and I had to sit there and say that um, both people, it's like how much soap and hot hot um, showers that take just to get rid of all the KY jelly and bags. I know. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. god! It was so when they were, when they're all crawling out at the when like once they deshunt, I guess as you call it, de-shunt. when they're all crawling out, and, and it's like I'm the one woman comes and she's like covered, it's dripping off her. I was like, oh my god! Either that's like corn syrup or something. She must have had to shower for like three days to get all yeah. that crap off of her. Ugh. Just to give it out of your hair. Ugh. But I also to say what I also like is the extras who are involved in this. You kind of got yeah. you kind of got a high level of extra acting. Is like when they're deshunting and they're like, you know, they're shaking their bodies and stuff like. Yeah. It's like you know, all these actors, these extra actors were actually there and actually getting into it. <laughs> like, yeah, they look like they were having. I bet you it was kind of a fun scene to make, though. I mean, it's 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 it, they knew it was. You know, it's it's for movie, but I mean, it was all slimy and shit. I mean, they probably have quite a few outtakes. I mean, I bet the outtakes in some of these movies we watch are just. I think if anything, they're probably <laughs> laughing hysterically. Exactly. You know? oh, I mean, I would be. Oh my god. I mean, just just the word shunting. I mean, does that does, that sounds wrong <laughs> on so many levels? But I, I loved it, though. I thought it was pretty gross. I wasn't expecting any of that. Like I said, I, that was, I don't know how this one got by me. Every once in a while, there's these movies that just, you know, it's like, I've never seen this before. How did I miss this? Interestingly <laughs> enough, this film has two comic book sequels. Oh, I thought, it was, I thought they were working on a sequel, sequel. No, um, they are, I mean, well, 2013. I don't know. That's, that's did it, did it ever get made? No. Yeah, no. okay. but there are two comic book sequels. One called Society, um, which is the official sequel for 2002, and then it returned with Society Party Animal. Huh. Yeah, and there is also a show called The Society, but it's not the same thing. It's a different show on Netflix. It'd be oh, wow. great if it was if it was related to this, but <laughs> I know that's what I thought when I first watched this. I was like, "Oh my god, is that what that series about?" And then I went and I was like, "No, it's more of like a soap opera, backstabby society, like that type of thing." Right. Well, the the other the other thing that I, I, none of us have really touched on uh, on this is the the idea. Like we've always had these ideas that like the, the, the like the rich people have like these huge orgies and stuff like that. And there's always been uh, stories that there were, that there was incest uh, among the rich and things like that. So this kind of brings all that in. Um, all, all those. Um, well, it kind of looks like they legends. do these days. There's all kinds of shit coming out these days about what really goes well, on. 
Old old money old money's very incestuous anyway. Yeah. Your your royal family are incest. Basically. Because yeah. you can only I mean you can only marry, you know cousins. Other other well, religions. I mean, other, well, I mean, other, other rich royalty. people. And, and, and after a while, it's like you become incest. That's the reason why a lot of uh, royal blood in Europe have a genetic disease. That's why they're all bad shit, some of them. Well, even here in the South, a lot of the Southern families, to keep it close, you either married your cousin or you yeah. married your neighbors. You know, like, right? That was your distance right there. You didn't marry abroad. You know, it was... <clears throat> I mean, the only society that probably doesn't have a bit of incest in it anyway would probably be India or in India what they do is you can marry this village so if, so basically it's like you know let's say you have three kids one son can marry this village the other the other daughter has to marry from this village and that village and then their kids can't marry from any of these four villages they have to go even further out yeah and they keep track of all that yeah sort of thing so well, even like, um, sort even like the Wilkes is on Gone with the Wind they only marry their cousins <clears throat> Melanie Wilkes a lot of native well, American, a lot of native, money, he's a money family, doesn't it? A lot of Native yeah. American families, I mean, did that too because I have a friend who would talk about like tribes, right? You can marry from this tribe and you can't marry from this yeah. tribe, like so they kind of pass that down. My niece, my father, I'm gonna have to ask her when I get my out fa- of here. My father, <laughs> my father, my father's tribe was like that basically. Yeah. The Seneca can marry the Mohicans, but the Mohicans couldn't marry other Mohicans, they had to yeah. marry the. Well, I was talking to Blackfoot my or, yeah. I was talking to my niece last night about it. She says that the you know most of the Mohawks kind of well, she's half Mohawk, and she says a lot of it's kind of dying out now. They're trying so hard to keep it back together, but it has been kind of what's the word? The genetics has been corrupted, so to speak. You know, and it's well, not well. The Mohican. I mean, the thing is, Mohicans are all part of the Iroquois tribes, and that's the five, the five um, Indian tribal. Which yeah. is Seneca, Mohawks, Seneca, Hurons, Onondaga, Anitas, Hurons. Okay, you and, guess. Yeah. And what happened is that once that federation kind of crumbled a little bit, then it kind of went a bit, you know, because what they wanted, because at that point they weren't allowed to own land or anything like that. Canada, they were killing them up until 1968. So that's another story altogether. Yeah. But, um, but in America, they were on reservations. And the thing is, is they wanted their Indian children to marry better to get out of that. So they were encouraged to yeah. blend in with society <laughs> to yeah. be able to, you know, sort of thing. So, yeah, so the old ways, like my grandfather knows about the old ways, but he didn't really teach my father the old ways. You know, my father had bits, bits and stories because he, he found it would be more beneficial for my dad to be incorporated into the society of Sackett Harbor or, or into the into the American way, I suppose. Yeah, the ruralness of it all. Um, yeah, yeah, because even my great 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 grandmother was one of the last of her tribe. She was Blackfoot, and she me- basically met someone after most of her people were like slaughtered. She met yeah. someone, and he was a farmer, and they, you know, he wanted a wife, and she had something to give, and she ended up having, you know, yeah. having kids with them, and that's how you know that story went. Well, my grandfather basically is that when they were children in Canada, they were born in Canada, they had to smuggle the children into America because Canadians were killing killing the Indian children up until 1968. It was, it was yeah. part of their law. Wow. So, and they would smuggle them in and then when they got older, they would move back sometimes. But 
and that's why my father was was born back in Canada in London, Ontario, and then moved over here. He didn't want to have, he didn't want his children to go through the same thing he did. Right. So, that was a different society. <laughs> uh, a little bit. Yes, yeah, something more to turn our back. It's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and because of that, I am traumatized today. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I will never go back to Canada. No. <laughs> I'm going down there and tear down some of their statues. They're not going to let you back in. Talk about society. Let's give this a rating of one to five. So starting with you, Vix, what do, what do you rate this? I gave it a five for shock value. I loved it. <laughs> what expected. I like pleasant surprises. It was kind of a little slow in the beginning, and I thought it was going to be your typical, you know, high school, you know, murder burger kind of thing going on in the 80s. But I, I liked it. I, I mean, I'd never seen it before, so I was really, you know, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I, I thought I laughed a lot. You know, I mean, I kind of cringe. I, I mean, I'll give anything a five if it can make me cringe. So, you know, definitely gets five. What about yourself, John? I'm going to give it four shuntings. Four shuntings. <laughs> oh, yeah. There we go. It was, you know, it was definitely a movie that held my attention. Yes. Uh, I have I have a bit of like, I'm not a good gore factor person. I'm just not. I, I love suspense and thrill and all that. But like. Not like I, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of got a little stomach queasy when it comes <laughs> See, to those scenes, and I was like, What? Uh, uh. It's a fiber. <laughs> I, I trooped through it, um, but I, I definitely, uh, had, I liked the movie, it was really good. Are you soft, Joe? Four and a half because the hotter and wetter it gets, the more you can do. That was another great line. <laughs> what was that? What line? Um, oh, the hotter and wetter it gets, the more you can do. <laughs> Yeah, the writing was great. I'm not gonna lie about that. <laughs> the writing, the writing was, was really good. The, the the only thing that, like Vicky said, the only issue I had with it is that it was kind of slow moving at times. But it's so weird. It's so strange. It's so out there, and yeah, it's so yes. open about how weird it is that I enjoy it every single time I see it. And this is like my th- my third or fourth time seeing it at this point, and I I really enjoy it every single time because it just has this this mood that just hold, holds my attention, even though I know what's coming. Well, of course, Siskel and Ebert said that all the jokes fell flat, but I've never agreed with those two guys. Anyway, I like uh, that. And at the end of the day, all this shit is subjective. It does. It really doesn't matter. You like it. You don't like it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, exactly. Uh, pe- people who are predisposed to liking movies that are more, offbeat and strange will probably like this more yeah than yeah. people who are just used to mainstream movies right because this is so far outside of anything that uh that you were going to see a major studio make right at, at this point like it's it, it was going to be it was going to be something uh something strange I, I'm, I'm shocked that they didn't well, i shouldn't be shocked that they didn't see any value in it because there, there there are times where like where i completely don't get what uh what Siskel and Ebert liked and whatever. Um 
but yeah, just this atmosphere in this movie, just the strangeness, it it permeates through the whole thing. I I, I feel like you can't look away. And I love that about this movie. For me, Society, I'm going to get five stars. I saw this at the movie theaters. I bought it with video when it first came out on video. Right. I, own, I have a copy of it on DVD. I have the Blu-ray on Arrow, so yeah. And I do, when people come over and they're watching, <laughs> I do I, I do make them watch this. And, they, and they're always like, they really do enjoy it. And I like watching their look on it because they don't know what to expect. And it's a movie that it basically gives you not what you're expecting. No matter, it's like you can come in cold, but still enjoy it. But then at the end of it, go, okay, you might be a bit queasy at the shunting, but at the same time, you find yourself laughing. So I'm going to give this five butt faces. (laughs) (laughs) Five what? Butt faces. (laughs) He's making an ass out of himself. That really was rather disgusting, I have to admit, a talking anus. But it was so worth it. This is the 1989 Parents, which is an American black comedy horror film directed by Bob Balaban and written by Christopher Hawthorne. It stars Randy Quaid, Mary Beth Hurt, Sandy Dennis, and Brian Madarsky. The film received a mixed response from critics and fared poorly commercially. So what I'm going to do is cut to the trailer to Parents from 1989 and be right back. Coming soon. Randy Quaid, Mary Beth Hurt, Sandy Dennis, and director Bob Balaban bring you a fresh look at family life. Hi. The Lemley family is moving up in the world. Rise and shine! But something is eating at young Michael Lemley. You're not scared of your room, are you? Michael, the cellar's dark. Everything's dark at night. His parents think Michael's problem is in his head. <laughs> but Michael knows it's on his plate. What are we eating? Leftovers, honey. Leftovers from what? <laughs> from the refrigerator. We have leftovers every day since we moved here. I'd like to know what they were before they were leftovers. Before that, they were leftovers to be. Well, this is um, a first time viewing for me. I've never seen it before. Um, and I had something a... you haven't seen. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> it does happen. And um, I, I just had this box set of six horror movies that that uh, that was like five bucks that I picked up a couple years ago. And I and I was like, wait a minute, parents, parents. And I looked I'm like, oh, that's the movie we're watching. Cool. Um, the thing that gets me about this one is how suspenseful it was. Like, I yes. went in and I was like, you know what? Aside from making sure, okay, Bob Balaban, 1989. Okay, this is the movie. I didn't really look at anything else about it, so I went in kind of blind. And the whole time, my my roommate and I were watching it yesterday, and we're like, okay. Um, 
are they aliens? Are they this? Are they that? I love the suspense on this one. Yeah. Um, I feel I feel like that works better in this movie than uh, than it did with Society. Um, I agree. Yeah. I there there's a lot. I I love the dream sequences. Um, I I just love how the entire time I just kept wondering what was going on, and then they just keep giving me these little hints, like all this meat being cut into, and I'm like, wait a minute. Eventually it hits us. Oh shit. They're eating people. That's, that's the thing. So yeah, I'm, this is, this is one I'm shocked. I've never seen before. I'm shocked. It never came across. Like I probably it's seen it in the movie. Yeah, it's kind of a sleeper. Again, I'm kind of, I'm kind of shocked that it got mixed reviews because I thought this was really, really good. So nice. and I thought that, <laughs> I thought that all the, um, all the drawbacks to society, like the, uh, like, like the acting and how, how, like, I felt like that movie was kind of slow at points in the beginning, like society. I feel, I feel like that one's just kind of, everything's just kind of packed in at the end with the, um, with the shunting with this one, it it was all spread out. And I I just feel like story-wise, this was just such a better movie. I just feel like it just worked. It was, yeah. And I, Randy Quaid as a fucking weirdo, which, who would have thought? It wasn't hard. <laughs> Randy Quaid is great in this. I just absolutely I think love this watching his this performance. Best, I, I think this is his best role. I don't know. I think National Lampoons was one of his best. Not <laughs> I vacation. thought this was one of his best. I kept role seeing too. him in that role, and I was like, okay, different dad. That was a whole different trailer park dad. Yeah, but think about I, it though, because they're such loving parents, but they're trying to force him to eat people. But they seem concerned I, and loving and caring and like regular fifties kind of parents. Well, it's interesting because I have a very different take on this film, and I had to very patiently watch it because I again have to suspend my disbelief because this whole story for the probably 90% of it is told through the eyes of Michael who is mentally unstable. Of course, because of just the things that he is dreaming of things. He's saying (coughs) things he's doing. I can't really tell what is real or not Uh to the very end. Because if you look at, if you look at a lot of the scenes and how, he is acting it's in response to what he's viewing and so what we are seeing is what he is viewing now is everyone else seeing the same thing like for instance when the teacher goes and helps him in the basement he he is seeing a dead body we don't so there's this kind of a weird well she's screaming though she's no at one point she's running after him so she's not really screaming and then she's getting attacked by the mom so that's where it kind of went okay it is okay maybe it is real but then in the next scene the door is repaired so i i was like what is going on because i i still had a really hard time figuring out if this was real right because even them eating the body parts you don't know if that was really what was happening well they did eat a lot of organ meats didn't you think they they did but he worked at this place and so it alludes to that but i always just in my mind it was always from the perception of michael so i had a hard time believing that's what it was so you think that michael probably dreamed all this up and he kind of 
put that into the audience and projected that to us as i, I think that even the way it ends where he gets a meat sandwich on his nightstand i'll maybe, never maybe eat another meat sandwich maybe he is he is um he is schizophrenic and vegan and he is like i like he has a very overt reaction to meat right that he manifests it in different ways because there was just moments like his parents could have been having sex in the living room right right and that it traumat like traumatize him, but he's seen in his mind. He's seen the blood and the meat and the, like like we don't know the kid's backstory. We we know they moved there. They're from a new town, but all of the scenes are from his perception. So I was very like I don't know if this is real, especially when he's like you know he draws the whole thing with the the blood and the family, and then he's talking to the the teacher and he's like. And then you skin a cat and you throw it in the oven. I'm like, what? I'm like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, where is that coming? So there's clearly something going on with him mentally that it makes me doubt what he's doing. Well, look at what his father does for a living. He works for a company called Toxico that wants to yeah. make some kind of Agent Orange, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that right. But again, so like said, do we, do we know that that's what they're doing? Correct. Or is right? that again so, Yeah. I just think it's like it's hard to view it and in a way if you go back to watch a movie again watch it from the perception of him and see if you see what I see because I every time there was a scene I, I would be like wait that's from him though that's but he was not always just having bad dreams they acknowledged that he had bad dreams so you're yeah. thinking okay but I mean how do you explain the end do you still think that was him because people well, died I think that it could have been well, the no, dad the people, has just had it with him. Died, the only people who died were his parents. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, you got to remember, I mean, I think that you have to look at this as an allegory as well. When does the, play, when does the movie take place? It takes place in the 50s. Right. What was the, what was the 50s about? Conformity. Yeah. Yeah. Conforming yeah. Yeah. to the 50s standard. And then you have the friend, you have his friend who's not, you know, basically going to be like, you know, it's going to be a love child later on. Like in the yeah. 60s. He's going to be hanging out in you know, San Francisco and probably joining um, Manson family, you know, when she yeah. becomes in her early 20s. But it's all about conformity. And then what do you, you know, what do you do with a son that doesn't fit in the conformity of the 50s sort yeah. of thing? Yeah. And that's each me, each right, you know, yeah. Major well, they even, they even make fun of him and go, oh, at. our little vegetarian son. Yeah. Yeah. And you also have, you know, he doesn't, you know, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't even fit in in his class. Yeah. He doesn't really fit in anywhere. Yeah. And and I think the social worker pretty much says it all. You know, she goes, he, you know, he's, a, he's sociopathic. He's yeah. a manic depressive sociopathic. Well, and she, remember, remember, she even says, I don't know where to put him. Like, I don't know what bo yeah, box yeah. to check because I don't know how to treat him because he's so all over the place. So that's, I just but kind of I suspended my disbelief because at the end, even but when I, I like saw him, the door, yes. even when I saw the mom making the dinner and the door was fixed, I was like, how did the fucking door get fixed? And then I was like, wait, was that in his head then? That, oh, what? Because remember the sausage wraps around him and she opens right, the door and right. he's not like, so there's a lot of like, all this is in his head going on. Right. You know? This could be I mean, a vegan nightmare. Or, or take it this way. Like or maybe it's the birth of a serial killer. Yeah. It could yeah. be. And the father, I think what's interesting <laughs> is he's more attached to the mother and the, he just never lets the father in. And 
at the end when the father when he reacts he probably was trying to get him to eat and the son stabbed him well what the fuck are you gonna do you're gonna pick your kid up you're coming with me and and the mom no mom were probably afraid that he was because he you know he says oh we can just have another one what what the hell does that say we can have another one as you as a mother would you let your husband kill your kid no you're gonna like yo i don't know what i would think though if one of my children even if my ex-husband deserved it being stabbed in the shoulder but i mean what do you what do you do with with something like that but a mother is always going to choose her son over her husband oh it's natural restrain the kid and and try to get then try to get help is what you try to do yeah 911 you know something they didn't have nine one. but that was the interesting thing about the thing to remember in the 50s is but another thing in the 50s, you also have to remember that it's fitting in with society. It was all about fitting in with society. So, and it's like, you don't send your kids to a psychiatrist. Yeah. No. yeah. That, that, that was a thing in the 80s and 90s, which we kind of, you know, kind of growing with now. Before that, that's like, you know, you're, you know, your child's in the loony bin, your child's gone to the nut doctor. I mean, yeah. that's, you know, this is the sensibilities back in the 50s. Yeah. And that's what I but think the father quite- killed the mother, though, or you know, I mean, you got You can't say all of this was projection because there was violence. Well, there no, was violence, I, but the, I, the violence was started by the son, right? And basically, and, and the father, when he kills the mother, anyway, it wasn't through self-defense. It's kind of like an, almost an accidental killing. Anyway, yeah, I think that like, was too because I don't think he intentionally did it. I think she was holding the knife, and we hugged her, and stabbed right. into her, you know. Yeah, and it, and, this, and the look on his face and the loss on his face is like, oh my god, what have I done? It wasn't yeah. like they I got you, bitch. It wasn't that. Yeah. It wasn't that kind right. of yeah. link to the whole thing. And um, well, it was yeah. like the cleavers, only funkier, for sure. But, well, I mean, what I love, what I love about the par- about parents is like I saw this, this another one I saw at the movie theaters as well, and it's another one that I do show people when they want to see something different because is. You can take so much of it. You can take it where basically everything that the boy is seeing is true, and basically they are. Or you can see as John is, and every time I watch it, I get a different take on it. And that's what I like yeah. it. And it all depends on how I'm feeling that day when I'm watching this film as well. Yeah. And I have to sit there and say that I do think this film was way ahead of its time for the '80s. I agree, 100. You no, know, I think <laughs> if this came came out later on, I think that it probably would have done better if it came out in like now. today's society yeah. if it yeah if it came out now everyone would would call it a a, a work of art a, a gen, yeah. uh, you know um but it'd actually be an a, it'd be an a24 film i think they yeah. also do it they do an amazing job capturing the 50s from the style and everything the look the and the way she dressed and the way her hair she her did hair the lace like, over her hair and she puts a dress on and like all of that was like right amazing. even when she was sleeping she had her pin curls in yeah. with her bobby pins and stuff yeah. Yeah. but just those little continuity things are so important if you're trying to capture something because you can be very sloppy and just cut a lot of those little things out and just have her all done up. Right. And always done up. And he's always done up. And it's like, they're, they're in their day, day to day living, like, you know, her making food, him barbecuing, you know, American tradition barbecue, you know, like Who those types that of much friggin' meat for three people though. I know. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, I mean, let's take this back to the Brady Bunch. Yeah. 
I mean, how much meat was Alice cooking every in every episode of the? Brady oh Bunch? my god, it was ridiculous. Yeah, like yeah. a turkey or whatever. Like a turkey. Yeah. She was like Meat a low. turkey, a ham. <laughs> like she Meat would. They had a shit ton of people to feed, though. Yeah. That's different. Well, you're also coming out of a recession where it was about no longer it was spending about I now can't afford. So I'm going to spend. I'm going to buy. I'm going to buy. True. You know, true. And overconsumption and stuff like that. So I think. I don't and know. You got to remember, after the, during the depression, meat was very, very scarce. Yeah, yeah. And just, and and basically, you know, if you look at fifties cookbooks, it's all about. I mean, basically, the meat section in any fifties cookbook, which is like the Good Housekeeping cookbook, which I like that they Meatloaf. had on the shelf. You know, the one with the plaid, the the red plaid cover. And the, the, I got they that. Had that there. Yeah, the but Betty it, Crocker. My mom book. had. Yeah, my mom had one of those. I think everybody. I think my mom still has one downstairs. Yeah. yeah, but if you if you look in it, the meat section's this big. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like, like yeah, yeah, it is. It is. How to do a rose? How to do this? Um, yeah, I thought it was interesting. I don't know why my brain works this way. In the first film you know, the society, the, one of the first scenes where you see them eating is carrots and celery. And then in this one, one of the first scenes you see they're eating carrots and celery. And I was like, this is really weird. And I just like, I don't know why I, I thought like, that's a weird little connection. Do you think thing. this is just some, some kid that's just wrong in the head that that's this, this fixation with beef and his mother having sex with his father. And it is a little serial killer in the well, middle. I, I think he is. A, I think he, he is. He doesn't a, see it as sex. No, like, but, I think he sees it as them. Like I, because th- the she's blood. got blood on her mouth. And I think well, he she could have had. She could have had a mm-hmm. yeah, but, <laughs> like situation no, going no, on. But let's, let's, but, let's be honest about the blood. Is it, is, is it blood on the face or is it her blood red lipstick that's smeared across? Correct. Her face? Yeah. Oh, Which, yeah. by the way. It changes, right? So the vision of her, he sees it all smeared, but when she's picking him up, it's perfect. Her lips are perfect and no lipstick is smudged at all. So I just think, again, it's a lot of his perception of, you know, sex being a violent thing because it's an emotional thing, right? He's very non-emotional. He's not like he's kind of just not. He doesn't there. smile. I mean, he isn't even nice to his little friend, the only one that likes him. That gets in the freezer, it opens a bottle of wine. Makes he only smiles when it's something twisted and wicked, and he's like, "Ah, yeah, that's cool," you know. I mean, yeah, it's true. Now that I think, in hindsight, he could be the messed up one, and the family, meaning his father, is it? But what's with the leg? So okay, the leg hanging, the body, and the that window. was him again. Nobody that's else sees that. Nobody else sees that. He's okay, seen she's that. screaming. You can see the sound going up he, to no, the No, he she's not screaming. She he is he runs out and okay. she runs out Chase after him. So she could have been doing that and a cat was there or a rat. He right. his perception was a body. Like, okay, then whose body, right? They never explained that. Whose body was like just and why, and why would a, the bo- and why would the body be on the outside of the cellar window? Correct. Yeah. That so a lot just, of it is because you gotta remember what the outside of the house looks like. It's, right. it's basically 1950s suburban track housing sort yeah. of thing. So basically it's like, you know, there's not there's not there's no hedges around the house anyway. Yeah. So if you had a body, you're gonna be there for all the neighbors to see anyway. And yeah, you know, but you also have to remember like this is set this is not this is set to a 1950s sensibility. And what was the most taboo in 1950s that no one ever talked about? Sex. Sex. Yeah. Yeah. Sex and even and that's the reason why the hippies and every and you know there were problems with the hippies because of the sex and the free love. That's what freaked that's what freaked out society was the, yeah. the free love. People were having sex. Oh my god, oh my god, uh. I mean, and you also have to remember 
at this time, it was illegal to show people in bed together and movies yeah. and on television. You yeah. know. Okay, so yeah. when he's telling him, you know, when Nick tries to feed Michael, you know, that that meat, saying that he'll develop a taste for it like his mother did. I I just think that I think it's parents trying to get their kid to be normal, right? Because they know he's not normal. That just by his actions and things going on. The mother is much more patient with him than the father because he's cold to the father. So every time the father tries to get him to warm up, he just pulls a little bit more away. And so I think it's like, maybe if I say, if you eat it, it's like your mom, right? Like, I'm going to, you know, if you eat the meat, then you'll be like your mother, right? Because, you you know. Because it is rather strange because they do seem like concerned parents. Like yeah. regular folks, well, kind of, sort of. Also, only they're cannibals. Well, also but by I, the way, the I American also, diet was meat too, right? So it was it was yeah. milk, you know, veggies, fruit. So it's Cats all of that. Rolls. So I I just think that it's like we're kids. We're not raising our kids right. Waiting to happen. Yeah, <laughs> it's like we're not raising our kids right. They don't eat meat, right? So I think that's part of that. So that <laughs> you I mean, don't it, eat your meat. You can't have any pudding. Well, I mean, the thing is, those sensibilities, those sensibilities are still alive today. How many parents have kids who are vegetarian or vegan now and they just don't understand it? Yeah, yeah. You know, I understand I mean? it. I just can't live like that. That's all. Um, but I also have to think, you know, I think that you know, there's a, a lot to be said here as well. It's like, you know, what do you do with a kid that you hope that it's going to be quote unquote normal and they're right. not? And then, and then you have the whole dynamics where the dad's like, okay, this is my son. We're going to play ball and stuff like this. And he doesn't end up with a son that can do that. There's not going to yeah. be interest in that thing. Well, then oh, he, he says, we're going to oh, have another, we can have wait. another one. And one of the best telling scenes was when the social worker talks to the mom and she says, well, what does, does your father or no, does your husband play with his son or do they have activities? And she goes, yes, many. Like well, what? what kinds? And she's like, um, I, you know, I'm just going to say many because she knows they have nothing in common, right. nothing in common. And she doesn't want to seem like that crazy mother who is like, oh, they're, well, they kind of don't get along. You know, like, you're never going to say that you're going to put on the happy face. Like, oh, we're great. We're a happy family. Everything is perfect. Everything is wonderful. Yeah. And, you know, well, another thing is, I mean, I'm not a product of a no situation. I got sisters. You know, and um, I think we're all, I think we all got siblings here. But, um, and the thing about having siblings, which is a good thing is that if you don't have a connection with one of your parents and you have a connection with the other parent, chances are some, one of your other siblings has a connection with the other parent, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of balances everything out. Yeah. But if you're an only child and you only have a connection with one parent and you don't have a connection with the other parent, that's going to create a whole host of problems on a psychological and sociological level anyway. Yeah. Because let's say, and you also have to remember, it's also mama's, you know, mama's son and daddy's girl, isn't it? Mama's boy and daddy's girl. And that's what normally happens also. Yeah. So, and, you know, if, if you're fortunate enough that your son does share, you know, you know, similarities with a husband where they like to do similar stuff, whether it's sports or whatever that may be. Um, and then chances are they're going to have that. But if you have a, you know, if you have an only son and they don't, they don't share any of that, and the son, and they're like totally different. Let's sit there and say the father's a sports person, the son's a bookworm. Yeah. You know, and then there's not, there's going to be that disconnect between 
how they get on sort of thing. And then, you know, and then they're going to, you know, then the mother tends to be more drawn to the son anyway, you know. And there's also there's also something about the beginning when they're coming there. They're moving to a town. We don't know why they left the other town. So in my mind, there's another part of me is, did the kid really do something bad? <laughs> and the parents are like, we're going to leave. Well, now they're talking we're about go- going off the grid, too. Remember? Because when you're talking about, about like skinning a cat and knowing how to cook it or whatever the hell it was, I was like, that is not normal behavior. And I thought, well, maybe that's what happened back there. <laughs> right. And their parents are like, you know what? Let's just move. Let's just make it really easy. Let's just move to another town. No one knows this. You know, like well, then well, they were talking about thing moving where... to a, in the into the mountains. You know, no one would know them yeah. there. They could live in the backwoods. Well, the movie does open up. It's just that oh, this is a new beginning for us. That's what they say when they're moving. The new, this how the movie opens. You know, when they're on their old mobile and they're pulling up and you know, well, you know, I'm looking here's our new home and our new and our new life. Yeah. <laughs> so you know so that you know and we're, and we're dealing with a film that's not black and white there's a lot of things that you can feed into it yeah. you know sort of thing Absolutely. so maybe maybe that's it as well and if it is ends up being like this is the start of a serial killer which is possible i mean i'm you know if i'm feeding in this you know devils to take but at the same time i mean every serial killer's family they're not you know when you go into the lives and things of serial killers they come from normal families yeah 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 you know they weren't you know jeffrey dahmer's family was normal as far as we know i mean well they were normal he's got a brother yeah ted bundy has siblings (laughs) like you know i mean you know and you know and the thing is is you know and then you have and said before, I think a lot of this you have to look at from the 1950s sensibility as well, which makes it so extremely clever. Yeah. Because, and then we also have like the, the little girl who's going to be a teenager. I mean, we're looking probably this is what set in 1958, 59 sort of thing. Right. So yeah. basically, that little girl who's running around saying that her parents are alien and she's an alien, blah, da, 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 da. I mean, this is basically the start of the 60s generation where the 60s couldn't understand their parents. And this is yeah. going to be that girl that's going to be running out, you know, you know doing the Forrest out. Gump thing, the Jenny thing. Well, but she was also she was saying that her mom was a bartender and was living a different life, right? So she wasn't a '50s mom, right? She she said her mom was. She married up. Yeah, she married <laughs> yeah. up, and she, yeah, so right. So I think it's very interesting because even when they're all together, it felt like a little bit of a swingers moment. Where I was like, "What's going on yeah. here?" They're playing cards. Yeah, what kind of tea fun. is this? And she's like, "It's a Long Island." Yeah. You know, I was like, "Oh, there's a swinger moment going on here." Yeah, but that's what I thought was happening too for a minute. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, okay, so are they all hooking up with each other?" And well, she pours a drink on her so they can get out of the situation. It looks like as well. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, look what I've done. <laughs> oh, to time to go. <laughs> time to wrap up tonight. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of that went on. A lot of it goes on now. Yeah. But I, uh, I mean, there's that's a, the thing the, that I love about this movie is that I don't know for a fact if you don't. everything that we're seeing. John, is, everything John said is very valid. Everything you I'm telling you, go back valid. and watch it because when, wa- when I was watching it, I was like, I have to keep saying everything that i'm seeing is from that kid's point of view and i would wait i would wait to a scene which is without him and be like okay this is just a mom cooking 
right? There's nothing weird. Or the, oh, this scene with the dad at work. Okay, nothing weird. But, but no every time happened. something weird happened, it was when that little kid was in the freaking room. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, when when he's oh. in the uh, when he's in the pantry and he has that that uh, the, the sausage, sausage bath turns into a snake. <laughs> she opens the door. Everything's fine. Oh hey, dinner will be ready in a little while. And then she just closes the door again. Like this is normal to her. Like she, uh, this kid's. She, uh, they mentioned the dreams. He's got an overactive imagination. That's the first thing we see about him. Is he's and he's also a creeper. Bedroom. He's a creeper. He was in the closet, like, how many times <laughs> in this movie with the with the yeah. social worker and the teacher, the mom, the mom and the dad. Like, he, this kid was creeping the entire movie. And I was like, that's He was not always really behind normal. something, wasn't yeah. he? You could see his little face but behind something. Do, but do you know any, is there a scene in this movie where he's not in it? Um, I think there's only two. And like I said, one was with the dad at work, which it just made him seem like he's doing something mysterious, but it was him doing his job. So you don't know. He could be testing the son. But the son went to work with him. No, the, there's a second scene. So there's one scene where he's asking, oh, I need this body part, right? And it makes it seem like he's taking, but it could be for research, right? Because the dad is also trying to create different bacterias if i remember like he's explaining like you know the bacterias and what it does the body and stuff so maybe he has to get a fresh subject in order to take the cells to do that so it makes it seem oh he's being nefarious he's taking right. it home and it's not like again you don't know that you never see it right so so i guess you'll <laughs> never really know was it the kid or was it the were the parents bad well, I would say rewatch it again because it's going to give you a whole. I might actually rewatch it. Telling you, I was like, "What?" I might rewatch it. But I even have to sit there and say that when the son is hiding underneath the table, sort of thing, and the the father's cutting, and and they're giving that thing that oh, he's going to cut off a body part, sort of thing. But the thing is, it's not. I mean, if you think of the logistics of it, he's using a scalpel and a pair of scissors. I mean, it's going to take a lot of cutting to get through that bone tissue just to get. Get a piece of, of something, yeah. Precisely. Yeah. I mean, a pair, a pair of like nail scissors and a, and a scalpel is not going to really do a lot. So, you know. I would also yeah. say, yeah. like, just the just the logic too behind if the parents are trying to be so secretive, the foot hanging in the basement, like that's it's it's just that what made it a little bit disjointed too. Like, if the parents are really trying to hide this from him, they wouldn't be having it, you know, having sex with meat in the living room. <laughs> One, and then two was like the foot in the basement. I was like, ah. Oh, you know, I, I just think, you know, I think everything, all of this was from the kid's perception. And I, I was like, this is a grown, this is literally a serial killer who is potentially vegan. <laughs> like who just doesn't want me. Yeah, I, I, in retrospect, I have to tend to agree with you though, because I mean, he just stabs his father for trying to give him me. I mean, we have crazy vegans now. They will stab you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, vegans are crazy. They're a breed apart now. Yeah. So, I mean, you just never know. But so it was ahead of its time, actually. This movie is totally ahead of its time in every capacity, just about. Now, what what drew me to this movie, which I think we need to mention, is I I was drawn to this movie because of Mary Beth Hurt, who I love. I think she's fantastic. Oh, I love her. She's fantastic in this. Oh. She looks Uh, like such a 50s mom in this, too, though. She's like June Cleaver or something. I, oh, felt yeah, bad. I, I of all the characters, I felt bad for her because I felt I like her trying so hard to keep her to, family together. Yeah, or just trying to be that one who's like, I really want to help my son. Like, I see he's troubled, and I'm trying to help him, you know, and figure things but out. What and, set him off though? What made him like that? If this is the case, 
Yeah, I think it's like, not, that's a hard, like Keith can say no this. No, you, you don't know. You don't know why a kid there's, is just off, you know? Okay, let's, okay, let's take, I mean, let's take the Jeffrey Dahmer effect sort of thing. Jeffrey Dahmer comes from a, a normal upbringing. Mother and father were together sort of thing. Um, have a brother. Jeffrey Dahmer from the age of one and a half to the age of two, all of a sudden would stop playing with his toys and he felt like he had to play with, he was only wanted to play with bones all the time. Now there's no reason for there's no reasoning behind this. It's not part of yeah. the genetic makeup. The parents are out buying them bones or anything. Like this is what he was drawn to. And sometimes people are drawn into that. Now, if you want to go to a serial killer sort of thing, there are a lot of theories and hypotheses about this sort of thing. And psychiatry is never going to be a, a direct science anyway. Yeah. But there are there, you know, Jungian came up with this thing called emotional blindness that sometimes that children have this emotion, people are born with emotional blindness like being blind in a regular vision setting is that sometimes that they'll mimic what the groups around them, what the what emotion they should be showing. Yeah. So he might be part of that sort of thing. So that way it's like them when a serial killer, normally when they kill and stuff like that, this is when they, they don't feel emotions at all. But when they kill, that's when they feel every single Everything. emotion. Everything, yeah, yeah. Like a great huge euphoria happening. And that's what kind of draws them to that. Right. So, I mean, you know, so using this movie as a template, I mean, this could be the beginning. It might not be, but it, I mean, it could be that. It's funny because I, I have a couple sets of friends who live just average Joe lives, but I tell them I would be a little concerned with your kid because there are just behavioral things that are that are like just notable, like, like, okay, the way yeah. they act or not act with people, right. The way they are antisocial about something and they retract, right. Or away from, from other people. It is a cause for concern because you really, kids are inquisitive. They want to learn. They want when you're pulling away and you're always like back here, like, you know, it's like a little bit of, are you trying to learn? Like as Keith said, to mimic, are you learning because you don't feel the same way and you're trying to mimic the behaviors in order to get right. it down so it seems like you're normal, right? Exactly. I mean, the thing that you want to do in society anyway is you need to blend in anyway. And the yeah. more normal and that you can appear, the better way you have a blending in. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you're that you feel great about it. It doesn't necessarily yeah. mean that you, you know, it's it, you know, you know, it, it is said, you know, it's a bit like Batman. You know, you know, is Batman is the mass Bruce Wayne or is the mass Batman? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you know, so it's you know, it's that kind of theral you know, theology going along with the situation. But I guess another thing you can think of is that almost in every family, somewhere in the family there's a black sheep anyway. Right. It doesn't quite yeah. fit with the rest of the family and no one knows why this person's the black sheep. Yeah. You it's know? me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the rainbow well, sheep. <laughs> You're yeah. the rainbow sheep, <laughs> but, man. You know, somebody's got to be. <laughs> I mean, most, most times, your most times your black sheep of the family tend to be the middle child, anyway, for whatever reason that is. But I mean, yeah. that's not a line. You know, that doesn't mean that's way for everyone. But there's a question, basically, is like, how come everyone else in the family they're so similar, and then you have the black sheep, and why is that? Why? No yeah, one knows. True. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, the the problem with psychiatry, anyway, is that in order to get it to, to be a direct science with it anyway is is that you have to actually go from starting from before, from when life is conceived and following that person all the way through and there's yeah. no way you can do that in a natural setting because yeah. let's face it if you're able to do that in a lab you're not going to get a, a realistic view or anything so it's a lot of like pigeonholing and box ticking to figure out 
why and where, but you're never going to come up with the real reason. You're, you're never going to be able to go back in time and trace what actually happened at this particular point in time that, that you got this is the earned results sort of thing. Yeah. Kind of like peeping Tom. If you're yeah. trying to track your kid from the very beginning. Yeah. There's, uh, there's or one thing. Raising Kane as well with um, <clears throat> Brian, Brian, De the Brian De Palma movie. Yeah. Um, there's one thing about the, the 50s aesthetic in this movie. Uh, versus it's like <coughs> excuse me like in a lot of movies of this time when they looked back at the 50s it was always bright and beautiful and here it's so much of it is indoors and it's not the, the, the lights aren't on it's very dimly lit a lot of the stuff inside the house is very dimly lit normally when people do these like 50s nostalgia movies or, or movies that take place in the 50s Everything is bright and open. Everything kind of seemed like a little Pleasant more claustrophobic. Bill. Yeah. Yeah. Looked like they shopped at Ikea, too. The cinematography was very dark uh, on this. It wasn't, uh, it, it wasn't the bright suburban, everyone's smiling, everyone's happy. Uh, the kids in the school weren't... Um, They're they all weren't like, looking. <laughs> yeah. They're like, yes. I was going to say, it's like a fucking that. Fellini movie. Uh, with, with the, the the faces on the kids, they weren't like these. They they weren't Hollywood kids, you know, who were like these, you know, great smiling, happy, beautifully lit kids. Right. Again, it's very dark. It's very murky. So that 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 was that was another thing that kind of led me to to be like, okay, there's something going on here that isn't isn't quite right. And yeah, maybe now thinking about thinking about it in hindsight, maybe it is just this is the memories of an unhappy child. Or we're seeing it through the eyes of an unhappy child. Well, no matter what's going on, he's unhappy. I, oh, he's I, yeah. I think that the girl that played his friend, though, she looked older. I know she was in yeah. the same class, but at one point, at one like point, 14. I was like, she looks like she's like she was left a couple of grades behind because <laughs> she well, was like she was actually, like this tall. And I'm like, actually, I hell? think she, I think she was because because when when they're doing the first day of school, the teacher says to her, "Oh, you come from such and such class." Okay. So, yeah. And it, and so I'm assuming that she there. I I mean, obviously there's behavioral problems with her anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Clearly. That's an understatement. Yeah. And notice, like the only one he gravitated to was her. Or actually, I should say, she gravitated more to him first, and then he then. Okay. So what like, happened to the 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 psychiatrist? Did somebody eat her? Is she dead? Did the boy kill her? Was this all in his head? Did we she don't know. I mean, her? the thing is. I, I we don't it's... know because what happens is is that he didn't go back to school anyway. What happens is she, you know, so you know she she does that. She gets you know she gets out. She, I mean, the mom could have let her out, and she goes, "Okay, well, da 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 da." We don't know because it cuts to they're having dinner, doesn't it? Yeah. And then when they cut to her having dinner, then shortly after, like a day or two later, it's just like that's when they die. So. You know, she might still be alive and nothing's happened. She might be in school waiting for him to show up at school one day. Or the other thing is, is like, was the boy trying to stab through the door? Yeah. Trying to kill her. And then she gets out and did the mom or dad knock her out? And it's like, shit, we need to get her out of here because our son's going to kill this woman. (laughs) Like, and literally is like, let's just, like, you don't know. Like he said, she gets knocked out, right? is out and then all of a well, sudden she might not even got locked out basically yeah. when she's trying to get out of the thingy yeah um 
you know, she could have just been let out and she gone off her right away. Because at the yeah. end of the day, you're not quite sure, you know, was she killed? Again, the, the, door, the, door, the door was the actually door was normal. normal. So that's what I'm saying. It's like weird that that all of a sudden that would be normal again. So it, I, I don't know. Like I kind of, or it was just bad editing. I mean, like, like who Well, knows? I don't know. If it, I, I, I mean, don't the thing like is, I don't, no, this, this, I think this film is very, very, Meticulous. You know, very, very focused on making sure that everything is a certain way. It, yeah. it, it spends a lot of its time. So I don't think that they would have made a strange editing choice on that anyway, because this film is very meticulous in the way it's yeah. filmed and the way everything's done. So yeah. to have a continuity error would be a bit, I think, and other stuff maybe. And this, I don't think it, that would be, because they make it, they do make, so even the way they're filming the dinner scene, they got the door right there, center stage. And stuff yeah, like that. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And you see it, it's fine. That's, I'm like, okay. It's, I, I just think all that was just yeah. in his head of like, what is, oh my God, my parents are going to kill her and eat her. Right. So all you're seeing is him. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think she was stabbed at all, to be honest with you, because to be honest, no. that would have been it, because they're having dinner that night. Night, and you just think that something would have been said. Oh, what are we going to do about such and such or anything? But it's not well, even. It wasn't mentioned. so much that she was getting stabbed; she was grabbing the knife to prevent her getting stabbed too, which is really yeah. me, that's like a big paper cut to me. That gives me the bejeebies when I see people. Do that. <laughs> I just and think it's like is, him envisioning. And they're breaking. This is what's and they're breaking through the door with the metal thing, which is supposed to like grab her and yank her out, and then the door opens and she flops out, sort of thing. I mean. It, you know, you think it's meant to confuse us? Oh, 100 percent. Because look at what we're doing. We're talking, we're trying to figure out why. Well, yeah, that I'm saying it's just, yeah. because all the, the things that I saw about it, like I'll go and look for stuff and see what other people's opinions were and stuff. Everybody thinks parents are cannibals. That's why when you raise the question, it's like, huh? You know, I, I'm gonna probably go back just to watch that scene because I feel like even when he screams and then it goes up and out of the house right right. and now the omnipresence is above the house right and so now he's got a bigger purview and then it's her so is he still like freaking out or you know right and because they make it look like he's mad that they killed his only friend and that's why he hits his dad with a baseball bat you know because he thinks in his mind they might have killed her and they're serving her up for sunday dinner uh, I mean, it's, it's so confusing now. I'm going to have to watch it again. Yeah, I'm telling you, watch it. But one, it, reminds, it reminds me, it reminds me of David Lynch's Mulholland Drive. It's like one thing you keep thinking about, and then when you think you got it, then you don't quite get yes, it. Yeah, exactly. You finally do get it. You're like, yes, I'm a genius. I got it. Finally. I got it. And then some, <laughs> then some, then it. some asshole theorist goes, "Well, yeah, but did you see this one scene?" Then you're like, "Wait, oh my god, no." <laughs> And it, it it does read like a lot. It does read like a John Waters mixed with um, David Lynch. Yeah, <laughs> it's got like that yeah. feel to it. You know, which I quite yeah. like it. I mean, I've seen this film so many times, and what Joe was saying about the grittiness of it. Now, the thing is, I have this on Blu-ray, and it's gritty. Is you it know, gritty? They're not, able, they're not able. I mean, now they can't. You know, they either can't clean it up or this is the way it's meant to be. And I would yeah. sit there and say it's Blu-ray, this is the way it's meant to be, sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. You know, um, and if you know the download that's an HD that's available on Amazon and same it has that same quality because here it's, it's on Amazon. Prime. I watched it on Tubi. Tubi's t- always dark though. But the the tonality changes throughout the film because you do have some scenes where it's black and white you have some scenes where it's like this weird sort of like 
vibrating. It's like, it's like the, it's from the kid's perception. So like when he's, you know, jumps into bed and he's in the blood pool thing. And then, you know, then there's the other scene where, Oh mom, I'm not, I'm not, I didn't have a dream. And all of a sudden everything starts to turn black and white. And, you know, so it, it does change tone often in it. So I think some of the scenes, yeah, they're not high, you know, high lit or high gloss. I think it's like, you kind of, I skipped over because it kept changing so much, you know. Excuse me? What what does the director also direct? Bob Balaban. Do we know? Uh, My boyfriend's back. He did, I'm just going back to his, um, my God, he did a lot of films here. Oh, yeah. Oscar Park. Oh, I love Oscar Park, yeah. Capote. He did Capote. Capote? Yep. Um, Which is Grand also Puda a weird movie. Oh, Grand Budapest. Which is also... Capote's... Well, Capote was weird anyway, though. Which Capote? Um, the, um, the, the one or the other two, one? The 2000 and... The recent one. 2005. He was the original Linus in, um, in You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown from Broadway. Really? Yeah. I mean, he did a lot. Cowboy. Well, he's done a lot more as an actor than as a director. Um, yeah. Uh, I love his, I, I mean, for directing, it's fantastic, though. Legend, I guess. He did well not TV series. Bob Balaban, I think, is is one of those old school monster kids too. He's one of those guys that uh, that likes a lot of the old uh, old monster movies. And if you notice the names, the name of the family here is Lemley. Yes. So that that could be um, a tribute to uh, Carl Lemley and the family that ran Universal during the uh, the original monster run. Could be. Good catch. Well, he directed like tales episodes of Tales from the Dark Side, Amazing Stories, Eerie Indiana. All that kind of stuff. So yeah, like he's one of those guys. Monster. He's an old school monster kid. Like I, I'm yeah. pretty sure I've seen him in a bunch of like old horror movie documentaries too. Just talking about like loving like the Karloff movies and stuff. I think I've seen him on them at least. Oh, good old Boris. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I sit there say it's a shame that this movie didn't make more. I would have liked to see a lot more. It did. Movie. It did yeah. not do more well, film. did it? <laughs> I think it okay. came out of the wrong time. I think if they probably, and I think it probably it might have a lot to do with marketing, and but you know, maybe as well. I mean, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen the trailer of this. I'll be, I guess I'll be seeing the trailer when I when I put it into the show. I've never seen the trailer, so I imagine it's probably kind of got that '80s trailer kind of thing where you know it's painted as one thing and then it's something totally different because yeah. they're trying to get the multiplex kid the mall kids to come in and see it sort of thing so i guess what we'll do is get to the rating and starting with you john how many meatloafs do you rate this out of five (laughs) Uh, actually, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to give it a five. It's a rare for me to do that just because I, I love that it kept me guessing all the way to the end, because at the end I was like, oh, it's crap. I still don't know. (laughs) And then I was like, and then even the way it kind of ends at the grandparents, how sweet they are. And then 
I don't know the why they would sandwich. give him a meat sandwich, but again, it seems like an odd thing, but maybe that's a 50s thing. I don't know. Well, um, like you guys are saying, meat was scarce during yeah. the Depression. So you know, like, they're old people, so they probably knew. So well, you got bread, meat, and dairy were three things as they did uh, the roast, big old last, roast beef sandwich. Um, so I am gonna definitely give it a, a five for that because again, it held my interest and I love just the style to the film. I love Randy and Quaid too. Was, and Randy Quaid was fantastic. He and, was yeah. outstanding. And what about yourself, Vic? What do you rate it? I'm gonna give it five kidneys. Because I just really, I, well, I actually loved it though. I mean, now I've got a little more. I'm, I'm probably going to go watch it again. I'm probably going to be writing John in the next week or two. Because it really, because at first I really thought they were cannibals. I knew the kid was mentally off, but I thought it was because his parents were freaking him out because he knew they were eating people. So, I mean, it could go both ways. I don't know which way it goes, but obviously there's some mental illness in this family. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it, it keeps your attention. The acting is great. The filming is great. You know, the script is great and you don't know really what the hell's really actual and what's reality, what is it? So it, it, it's, it's a great movie. I don't know why it didn't make more money, but you said maybe, you know, marketing could have been bad timing. Who knows? What are you up, Joe? I'm going to go with everybody else and probably, and probably also rate this a five. And there, there, is one, there is one thing that my, my roommate brought up at the end because I, I kept going... I kept turning and going, wait, is this real or is this just what the kid thinks is going on? Then at the end, and this is one of the things that I guess can support the, the theory that they really are cannibals. The, 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 the meat sandwich does look like it could be human. We don't know. I've um, never ate people before, so I don't know what the meat looks like. <laughs> I, my, uh, my, my roommate brought up, he's like, well, if this is taking place in the 50s, then the grandparents were probably the son, you know, um, randy quaid's age in the 30s during you know in the late 20s early 30s during the depression and maybe that family fell into cannibalism during that time and yeah i like, yeah, never be, thought of that either that would be the depression or if they came over from uh from eastern europe where there was um there was uh such a famine that people were turning to cannibalism openly maybe that that could be it too we don't know. And that's that's the thing I like about this movie is that it's not all spelled out for you. Like with um, with society, I pointed out that I hated that line of the rich have always been sucking off the poor scum like you because I felt like that's kind of just throwing it out there. You're kind of just telling everybody what it is uh, and just kind of giving it away. Whereas with this one at the end of the movie, you're not entirely sure. And I really like that about it. I like yeah of it i like that it's different from any other movie that takes place uh retro you know retrospectively in the 50s i like i I like this is this looks more dark i love that about it so yeah five five uh five meatloafs is that what we decided five meatloafs five five livers five meatloafs five kidneys i don't know sausages like like making kidneys so that's what i was going oh that would by the way that that every time they would show that make me gag because i I know i've really lost my appetite after i witnessed her dinners i mean it really did upset me (laughs) i'm wondering if i'm wondering if this was kind of semi-autobiographical like is is bob balaban like a very strict vegetarian like i we're gonna have to look that up maybe this is his way that would be amazing and that would answer all the questions i'm just telling you (laughs) like i'm gonna make this this kid a vegan serial killer and he'll hate everything me this is how he saw meat maybe who knows i'm gonna have to look that up now and see if bob balaban's like a strict vegetarian well they they do they do think of it like that 
So a lot of them do. So well, I'm gonna give this five stars. Um, I saw this um, and I was it has been a movie that I do show to people whenever they come over and watch a movie or whatever like that. So I do make people watch this movie with me. So as I said before, I every since the world according to Garb, I've been a big Mary Beth Hurt um, fan and um and anything she does I I, mean, I gravitate and Sandy Dennis every since I saw come back to the five and dime Jimmy Dean Jimmy Dean I just can't get yeah. enough of her and I had to go back and chase everything from her as well so yeah for me this is a this is a good solid five and I like and you know I watch it and I come away with it thinking that this is all that's mine and then I and then I watch it again and think oh they're they're um they're actually killing people and I, I go back and forth every time I see it that's what I love about it it's like every time I see it, I see something new and something different, and I can read something else into it every single time. So, well, that brings us to the end of the Literary License Podcast. Our next 80s, we'll be doing tubing. We're gonna, have you ever been tubing as we cover Motel Hell? And oh my god, it's American like my Gothic. favorite. <laughs> and American Gothic with Yvonne DiCarlo and Rod Steger. We'll be talking about how city folks come to a grisly end when they go to the country. <laughs> and of course, um, next week we'll be covering on um, Dark Shadows. Our next books to screen will be co- we'll be finishing our Kings of Horror season with Rats by James Herbert. And the less favorable film they made of that film called Deadly Eyes, which will be a conversation in its own. Less favorable film. <laughs> Our make remake will be covering King Kong from 1933 and the 2005 uh, Peter Jackson film King Kong. And of course, I said before, the 80s will be finishing our 80s two for one before we go into season six with Motel Hell starring Rory Calhoun and American Gothic starting Rod Steger and Yvonne DiCarlo. So it's good night for myself and good night, Vix. Good night, everybody. Good night, John. Good night, folks. Good night, Joe. Good night, everyone. Oh my